Thanks to RX Bar for supporting Film Sack today. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar with no BS. Get 25% off your first order at rxbar.com slash filmsack and use the promo code filmsack. That's rxbar.com slash filmsack. Don't forget that promo code filmsack. Cindy, I thought I said only the Neiman Marcus card. But mother, school starts on Tuesday. Cindy, this is what I'm talking about. Responsibility. Honey, you're a senior now. Why can't you be more mature like the Miller boy? Megalo megalomaniacal. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 349. Uh, my name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Brian. He's always sneaking his mom's suede suit out of the closet, Dunaway. Yes, sneaky, sneaky. Oh, hi. Patrick Dempsey, no talent agency, circa late 1980s. How may I destroy your childhood memories today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say you have a role for a sex-crazed high school senior or college freshman who is kind of dorky, but the ladies find him dreamy. Mm. Despite his low social status and penchant, I never say that word, always write it, for low-paying jobs like mowing lawns and delivering pizza. Yeah, we got those here. We got a whole shit can of those here. We shave them once a day, and anything below the eyebrows gets a waxing. The ladies love it, <laughs> young and old. Well, here's an inappropriate time as any to talk about money. Dempsey is going to need somewhere between 35 cents and $200 for his services. You can pay that in cash or hats. While money can't buy you love, hats can buy you Dempsey. Yes, yes, we take Neiman Marcus and Sam Goodies. I mean, it is the late 80s after all, and Goody got it. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Severe. Well, well done. Jeez. Did you Wait, did you watch Can't Buy Me Love or Lover Boy? Yeah. Both. Both. Because I always get those confused. Mm. <laughs> Easy to do. It's understandable. Yeah. Also with us, Randy, he always courtesy farts out the nearest window at parties, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. Congratulations, guys. We did it. I've just gotten back our first working prototype version of this new dating app the four of us have been developing. I think we're going to hit it big with this one. Okay, so the engineer said it works like this. You put in your Facebook account, because that's how you know the other person is real. As you know, there are no fake Facebook accounts. And then you answer a series of questions about yourself. Again, this is great, because people are really so good at self-awareness. Then you put in your credit card. We're going to make so much money, guys. Okay, next is the step where you transfer some of your money to another user, and then they pretend to be your friend, mm. and they respond when you say things. Let's see. You can also transfer money to them in exchange for goods and services. Crap! I think we invented Alexa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow, well done. We did. Late 80s. Good job. Yeah, good job. Nice. Uh, also, and finally with us, Brian, he's only half as pretty as the other Teddy, Ibit. Oh, that line. <laughs> 
We're going to talk about that line. Yeah. Uh, oh, this geez. week, this week we watched a guy start out as a nerdy little geek and then managed to take advantage of everyone's short-term memory and convince everyone that he's a good-looking hunk and then get a job on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. He did a movie in the 80s called Can't Buy Me Love, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you think yep. he? Do you think he took all of his pizza and uh, in in his lawnmower job money and bought himself a nice actor doctor's college education? Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what I think he bought happened. himself super soldier serum and basically did he Captain America himself is yeah. what he did. Uh, yeah. yes, I think yes, that's yes. not too far from the truth. Here's yeah, the, I think that's what happens because that that also removes all the hair from your body except your it eyebrows does. above. It, exactly. Yeah. It. Uh, you're, you're, you look like a dolphin uh, yeah. down there. <laughs> he was like a dolphin. Here's the thing, though. He's, uh, I mean, I was talking to my wife about him. He is universally adored oh, yeah. by the lady folk. Everybody yeah. loves yeah. Which, McDreamy. Which we all agreed that was a surprise when that happened, right? Like, we, yeah. Yes. Oh, like yeah. to men, to men, we were like, what? No. What? The guy really? who can't buy me love looks like that now? What yeah. the hell? And even then, no, this, even this then it wasn't some, it, but even then. when he didn't yeah. look like that, like even in the high school shots and this Kim's like, Oh, he's handsome. I'm like, Oh yeah. gosh, dang it. And and here's my thing. Whenever I see him, even in his older Grey's Anatomy form or one of his rom com movies, <laughs> his form like his he evolution. Looks, he right. looks like he just looks like some nebbish like guy. Some nebbish guy that wants to teach me about I don't know what. I don't even have a good explanation for he's, it. But he doesn't here's look the thing. Yeah. He's non threatening looking. I mean, that's I think that's why there is that universal um adoration from the ladies of how he looks now mm. he looks like a guy who um will do whatever you say will will shut up when he needs to shut up but he'll deliver the loving in the bedroom <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know and and look good he's, on your arm when you show up at the uh yeah. the, the pta conference <laughs> he's he's tall he's lean uh he 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 fixes up well yeah. Uh, and and he's sensitive, and yeah, I heard the same story too. It's like, oh yeah, ooh, I loved him in that movie. He was, oh, I had such a crush on him back in the day. I heard that from so many people. It was really? mostly from Randy. It was mostly from Randy, but <laughs> mostly, yeah, I also heard I, it from I, other people as well. I'll cop to that. I'll cop to that. Right. The, yeah, and and another, there's a bunch of keys to Patrick Dempsey the last 15 years. Like uh, his eyebrows are sparse. Um, oh. Like his his hair covers the top of, of his ears at all times. Like all yeah. of these little things that come together really well for him. And so he's he got stopped that... looking like a penis with ears, mm -hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he's also he's also got that ten thousand yard stare, the squinty ah. eye. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like it's just like it's like at some point a really talented stylist came along and was like, This is how you're gonna look from now on. And he went with it. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. really smart. I would like to know what would happen to me if I <laughs> If I, you know, if I had the money to go to the gym four hours a day and all that stuff. Right. You know? Look, if you had that stare, they would put you in jail. Okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the dude is, uh, the dude's 52 and is better looking than everyone. Like, it's just not fair, this guy. Right. It's not fair. He's, he's got a Hugh Jackman kind of thing going, right? Like the rugged, uh, mm -hmm. Man, that is a good chart. Whoever posted that in the Skype, oh, that is yeah, I, I, it's the evolution of, of Patrick Dempsey from yeah, 1986 and, to 2015. 2006 yeah. got a bump, but he, he got through it. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> he made it through. Yeah. Uh, another thing, another thing is, uh, you got a big pointy schnoz in the 80s, and mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta like gain some real weight in your face to make the right. nose look right. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Which he did. Yeah. yeah, no, he totally did. I mean, he's it's just like a... spackling around the um that 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 bump in the living room, so that it's not as noticeable. Yeah, 
I just I resent him. Is all I'm getting at. I resent sure. him. Oh, for his it's looks. hard to resent him. It, well, it isn't, especially after that speech he made. He speech made with the baseball bat. I was. <laughs> yeah, because you know that's what that's what all kids. I I remember teenagers. They totally go with you if you were crazy holding a baseball bat making a speech. Oh yeah, you listen. Just, yeah, they totally listen. Yeah, not yeah. just the kids, but the teachers. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, okay. yeah. Some kid Hold makes up. up a baseball bat in a school cafeteria these days. Yeah. How many teachers pull a luger out of their out of oh, their purse yeah. to take him down? Story. Yeah, no kidding. Smack somebody's yeah. milk carton. Yeah, none of that. None of that stuff struck me as believable. The least believable thing in the movie. I don't want to jump ahead too much on "Can't Buy Me Love," but there's a scene where he's revealed to be the fraud that he is. I guess mm-hmm. um, right, right. while they're at this party, they're over at Knucklehead's yeah. party, and yeah. he they, they she says all this stuff about him, and then he just kind of looks around at who are now his popular friends, and they do this thing that's like what animals do. Like they just mm-hmm. turn away and look at the wall. <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. Sure. No, no. It's the total like uh, slowest, uh, yeah. slowest llama yeah. gets uh, killed by the right. lion. Or and as ridiculous as it as ridiculous as it is, it is it it actually happens in in that kind of manner in in high school. And I, stuff don't like that. That. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Was, there was there wasn't a single aspect of the teenage experience in this movie that was actually what <laughs> high school was like. I, th- I think there's aspect. I, I will disagree because there was at least a lot of Doritos and Joe Cola. And so I've got to say, yeah, I was playing. I was playing. I spy with my nostalgia. I, a Joe Cola and Doritos. Mm. Mm. Randy, are you saying there wasn't a spontaneous slow clap in your cafeteria? Right to the best trope alert in the whole movie. Yeah, that Eric was a good Brus- one. Eric Bruscotter, who is the guy who played that character. It was responsible for most of the teenage tropes i think a oh, lot of them. He, oh yeah he really did he did have to carry a lot of the 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 boy jock stuff yeah yeah, yeah. the right. other yeah. the other actors Pretty didn't really get much mm-hmm. you know what i mean like even the main jock the guy who was being threatened with the baseball bat mm-hmm. he didn't right. really he didn't really come across as a jock quint quint yeah before we get off of head farting ibs jock dude <laughs> Do, Big John, <laughs> Big John. Do you remember uh, where else we've seen him in film sack history? Well, absolutely. From, I, I've seen him in so many movies. Yeah, you I, have. I, I, I have Eric Bruscotter like rankings. <laughs> so someone else, someone else, tell me what. By, what, what, by the way, that's him. another guy who's aged well. He looks great right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. Yeah. Starship Troopers <laughs> is the place that I remember him the the most from. Yep, right. Because uh, he gets his head blown off uh, yes. during the, the training uh, that situation. did not work out well with him i wonder if he farted when he went to the ground because you know you kind of let your bowels go i don't know i think you do more set, than fart green was still sitting behind him he was right behind him it no let me tell you get my helmet oh, so hard. can i can i make a comment about seth green real quick uh, yeah. I didn't recognize him until about halfway through it, the movie oh interesting I, yeah i only recognized him once he opened his mouth and his teeth came out like oh oh seth Seth green Green. everybody look seth green no i didn't i didn't know that who that kid was i just thought it was a kid and and he joked through dinner and did all his smarmy this and that and i just went oh okay that kid's annoying anyway moving on and the movie would move on and i'd see in the credits seth green i'm like i don't know who's that and then oh it's that freaking kid so it wasn't until he was like with age as well it wasn't until he was like in the car when we were getting the left is prettier than the right Mm -hmm. deal that i know Mm -hmm. that i realized it was (laughs) seth green did we did, I, I know we're jumping all over the place, but did we all get the feeling that the uh, near the end of the film, there's a, a shot of Amanda Peterson sitting by herself at the mall, 
and Seth Green walks over to her and tries to chat her up about his older brother. Did you get the feeling there was something missing there that got edited out? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah he, because we didn't see the setup, but we knew he was sent on behalf. And so but, they, they, they kind of cut it. Yeah, you're right. They, they felt was, like it was just a really weird, disjointed scene. Like, I, I felt I was actually proud of baby Seth Green for being able to do that. Like, I thought he did a good job <laughs> yeah. for a little kid. Yeah. Like, but that wasn't, was that our, wasn't that our final closure for that character, though? Because we're always talking about the chicks in the bucket, and they really did. They gave us the closure on that, right? Yeah. yeah no, so he died uh, yeah. from getting all that powder in his face. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> there is one. There is one. To the little brother. <laughs> one chick in the bucket in this movie. And for me, it was the damn telescope that you never paid for. Oh. Mm-hmm. That you never, I thought it was. He never I got it. it neighbor kid. No, no was, he, he never got it. He ne- The whole point was yeah. I've saved up a thousand bucks because I worked my ass off and mowed all these lawns with my... By the way, it's yeah. a myth that a kid ever has access to a riding lawnmower. That's some bullshit right That's, there. I'm telling you, every teenage experience point in this movie, I'm yeah. like, oh my God! Yeah. If Tina's, my my, my dad had a riding lawnmower that they but, used. But, but, but <laughs> my dad, if my dad had There's a riding more. lawnmower for me to use, he would have rented it to me. I could have never made $1,000. <laughs> because I would have paid most of my money to my dad. Yeah, no Tucson, kidding. Arizona, you are not going to find enough grass to cut to earn the kind of money and scratch he earned yeah no Floyd, yeah it's all zero escaping you're you're not gonna make a bunch of kids sit outside for lunch are you like that was another like i can't i i was like whoa they sit outside for lunch like they're in a prison camp or something (laughs) because i grew up in south texas it was freaking hot like you 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 have well cafeterias where the kids die but during school season, it's actually fairly pleasant outside. Well, it is, long, you know, but not, it's not, not the fair beginning. Yeah, of but it's not. It's, yeah, it's not jacket it's season. Sure. They're all wearing leather jackets out there. Like that, that's insane to me. It's don't ne- get me started on wardrobe in Arizona. <laughs> it's just it was outrageous. Yeah, but I think some of that. I mean, some of that was filmed in Arizona, but a lot of it was filmed in California. I think so. I don't even know where that school yeah, was. You know, IMDb claims every single shot of this film was filmed in Tucson, which mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't believe it either. Mm-hmm. Like I I was just like, no way. Mm-hmm. There's just no way that looked like that looked like outdoor California, Southern California school to me. That's what that looked like. But I, you yeah, know, whatever. Maybe, to... maybe it wasn't. Maybe, maybe Tucson people will write in and they'll clear us up on how hot you guys get. Because I thought it was oh, just shy the, of Phoenix. The, so the IMDb filming locations have exact addresses where you can go see Cindy Mancini's house and Kenneth's house. Oh, and I'm, nice! Like, I'm like take a tour. Yeah, mm. like wow, what what fans we are. Do you know who you would throw do that shit at the door of uh, Kenneth's house? Ah, totally. You shit totally. on my house. You shit on my house. They would yell. <laughs> Hey, hold on though, Brian. You're just if any one of the four of us would do this, it would be Ibbit. <laughs> Ibbit would do this. Just because I did it for Breaking Bad doesn't mean I'm gonna do it for Can't Buy Me Love. Listen, if please, somebody please said please to you, if, if somebody said to Brian Ibbit, hey, we have to go to Arizona. Um, we're gonna be in Tucson for a while. You know what we should do? We should go tour. Oh, absolutely, yeah. oh, yeah. you'd say. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, no doubt. Okay. Like, okay. If, I'm, if I'm stuck in Tucson, I'm so doing that. But I okay. also, you know. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wait a minute, what guys. Else is there right. to do in Tucson? Me, I want to. I want to hear about the TV show or really famous movie that you love so much. If you were in the place where it was filmed, you would do a tour of the places. So I personally uh, stopped watching Breaking Bad about halfway through. I never finished that series, mm. but I could understand if you were in Albuquerque and you love that series doing this. So what's your thing? What's your what's your what's your show? What show would I want that you would go mm, to go to go. Visit the scenes. I'm yeah. gonna go because I'm selfish. I'm gonna go with Baywatch. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, interesting. That's because it's the I'm beach. Kind of on that same selfish. Uh, I'm kind of on that same selfish <laughs> kick, uh, Dunaway. I would Just do. Scary. I would do Lost because it's in Hawaii, and I get to go to Hawaii and go check yeah, out I, the. I was going to say Hawaii Five O is a really good one. Like if you, like if you watch that show, you're going to see a lot of like really historical landmarks. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of really scenic spots. Yeah. So it's funny you say this because I actually did this in 1997. So in 94, Mm -hmm. The Rock came out, which we've seen here on (laughs) FilmSack. Oh, my gosh. And I was ever – when that movie hit, from then until I got my butt to San Francisco a few years later, it was paramount on my list that I got to Alcatraz and toured it because of that movie. Like straight up, that was the reason I did it. So I actually did it there, and that was very satisfying. That ended up being way cooler than I thought it was going to be, and I I loved that combination. Um, but the one I would choose today, although you guys are right about getting beaches in there as a side effect, but I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I want to I want to see the sets and the and the school and the place where what's his name walked at the end while don't you forget about oh, Illinois yeah mm-hmm. I want to go there I want to see that I want to be in that library and I want and it to be untouched get, yeah right? I mean you'd get uh, well I, I assume that that's that was a set like the um, the library wasn't filmed in an actual. High oh, school library was I, it? I don't know. In I have the, no idea. Hmm. I wonder if it was. Um, it seemed bit. It seemed like a big library. I don't know. Maybe not though. They can recreate anything. You're probably right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't if know. that's I mean, the case, be. that would bum me out because I, that's the part I want to see. I want to be in that. I want to be in that space specifically, and then, you know, just around the school and stuff. But I have it in my head that it's an actual school with actual spaces and you're probably right. Mm-hmm. I'll get there and go, Oh no, that was yeah, a but, set. So, but sorry. you'd see the water tower that said save Ferris. You'd see, you know, I mean, oh. you know, a little, a little yeah. Chicago suburbs, uh, tour of, of John Hughes films, I think would be really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'd be amazed if there's, if nobody offers that. Yeah. Right. You go up in the top of the Sears tower and you press your face against the glass and look down <laughs> and you, <laughs> You know, you go down sir, the street. Sir, don't do that, that sir. Parade, Stop it, sir. <laughs> the parade was, you so, go by the high school. So I, sure, sure. I think the current most common one answer to this for people is going to King's Cross Station in London and visiting Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Oh, London, yeah. baby! Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, that seems to be, uh, like, it seems like every friend I have that has visited London in the last five years has gone so, and done that. Mm-hmm. That seems so <laughs> single purpose, though. It's like, yeah, oh, that was... It, that was that was fun. Will's yeah. worth five. That was worth five minutes. Uh, now what? No, what, hours. Like they stand in line to get their picture what? made, running into the wall. Yeah. Really? Seriously. Yeah. Wow. You fools! Was, what's the first injury that comes from that? Is just gonna <laughs> right just blow up in the news. Yeah, you'll have to go to the. All right, so here you go. Yeah. Uh, Twenty three hundred Shermer Road in Northbrook, Illinois, is the Glenbrook High School, which is the Ferris Bueller, and presumably. Uh, breakfast club outside mm-hmm. filming location okay and then, then you the- go to the art institute of chicago and you stare longingly at the pointillism mm-hmm. you uh <laughs> you go you go eat something called chicago style pizza yeah right because, do i, right? Do I have to have do i have to have like big uh shoulder pads like the lady did do i have to wear those yeah, yeah, yeah. big shoulder pads yep, yep. uh you can go to cameron's house mm. you yep. can go to glencoe beach but you can't go to the restaurant where you pretend to be abe froman because that's now a private residence. Oh, damn and it. and do, did you remember reading about that restaurant claiming that they would have people call and make reservations under the name Abe Froman all the time? No, sure. that's awesome, though. They were like it's really, like, really tired of it. Yeah, it's like that Seinfeld restaurant in New York. Those guys get hosed all the time with all kind of weirdness. I think they've you embraced know, it, though, but yeah, anyway. Once I th- it's not a 
TV series, but it is a movie. I would like to go. I would. I would love to like take a tour of the Ghostbusters filming locations. Oh yeah, right. See the right. See the fun. firehouse and stuff. Yeah, and I take yeah. you back. Breakfast Club was filmed at the main North High School in De Plain, Illinois. So you'd have to go to De Plain. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you complete your tour with three different high schools: Niles North for Sixteen Candles. Um, Main North High School for the Breakfast Club, and then that first one I mentioned. For, so, uh, Ferris so that tells me that they, if they filmed it there, that that library is real. Then is that what I'm getting from that? Sounds like it. No, is. I think that was just outdoor outdoor shots. Oh, uh, oh, okay. I want. Yeah, you. I'm looking to see if there's any. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to find out if the. Here, let's see here. Here we go. Because that's the place, man. Uh oh no! Here we go. Since the school's actual library was too small, they built a larger library set in the gym, uh, gymnasium. Damn it. To make the first library feel inadequate. Yeah. So they did. So they did actually uh, plan on filming in the library, and it was too small. So. All right, but they have, but they built one in the gym. <laughs> they built a library set in the gym. By the way, <laughs> Maine North High School is no longer a high school. It's now a police communications center, Illinois Lottery Payment Office, and government building. <laughs> wow. All right. So, Dashed against so the I've, rocks. Forget the whole I've thing. I've just been Google Earthing around Tucson, and there's actually a surprising amount of green grass. That needs to be cut. Mm. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm not, I'm with Dunaway that I'm not sure it was this way 30 years ago. Right, it just, right. I, I, it seems like they found every lawn in town mm-hmm. for this movie. Crazy well, they had to to earn a thousand bucks for a thing you never bought. It's super, right. it's super crazy. Uh, but also, tried, hey, did you guys try to do the math while you were doing all that? Because mm-hmm. the math was really, math really bothered me. So I had like, a, I had like a little sheet of paper on the side going, okay, let's see how many lawns. Okay, this many <laughs> lawns. You made how much? Yeah. Okay, how many miles? What how per mile? Yeah, right. Yeah, because there's there's an entire math problem, yeah. and they give you all, they yeah. give you all the variables eventually. <laughs> well, and then and then he goes to a mall. Like, how dumb are you? Like, this kid just really dumb. But he goes to a mall. Yeah. Where he's gonna buy. Everything cost a thousand dollars at right, the mall. Yes. Go ahead, and, right. and all the signs were written by the same person on the same <laughs> cardstock. <laughs> this is—you could tell from a mile away this was a ripoff. Yeah, like, yeah that's right. It's the telescope. It's got the little one thousand dollars exactly. Yeah, yeah that was gotta, if you have a thousand dollars in cash, you don't pay. You don't pay a thousand dollars for a suede uh, outfit. I, and I just—if there are any kids listening and you're about to go into the shopping portion of your life, I want you to know: no one ever puts a price. On a piece of clothing <laughs> that you can see clearly if it's a good piece true. of clothing. Mm-hmm. True, true. Right. You got to get yeah. in close. Yeah. If it's if it's any good, the price will be so hidden you will have to get a freaking spyglass in your eye <laughs> to find it. No one would ever do that. And then you had to embarrass yourself by asking the guy, "Hey, how much is this?" And he's like, "A thousand dollars." Like, oh, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys? Did you could you get shitty wine out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You always oh. get shitty wine out of it. Always. What a rub Quint. Some, rub, rub some salt in it is what I keep hearing. Can we can we talk about Quint for a minute? Yeah, what a please. court. Mc, McCown, that jackass who's high-fiving people with his wine hand. I mean, yeah. right. what, he a, is the, what a dick. He is the catalyst of all this, and he gets no repercussions. There's no comeuppance for, for Quint nope. except for the little finding out that he cried all the way to the hospital when he <laughs> fell out of the treehouse at the end. Yeah. Did we need... I, I love that moment, though, in every freaking kid movie. When when you get to be a high schooler, you always have to go back and go, remember when we were right. eight? Yeah. Right. Ten yeah. years later, this guy would have absolutely been played by Sean William Scott. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. Sure. That's perfect. He's 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 uh, Stifler. He's totally Stifler. He is Stifler. He's yeah, like he a Stifler. Stifler prototype. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Proto and Stifler. He, he, was, he was a teammate Proto in Teen Wolf. Proto Stifler. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. If I named the but, show uh, weird names, I'd name this episode Proto Stifler. Right. That's what I'd do. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know great. what? Let's 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 uh let's make everybody sad for a minute. Let's oh, just, uh, okay. Let's it take down. it down. Let's, let's bring it let's down. Let's talk about Peterson. Amanda Peterson. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Cindy Mancini, beautiful, beautiful girl, and just uh, it, that that photo that Dempsey, that Ibit, or whoever posted in the Skype of of Dempsey getting better looking. Mm-hmm. Poor Amanda. It just well it was here. Not good so for her. so I man, the, the, you can go down a deep rabbit hole on her whole story, and the the story is is kind of recent in terms of its resolution. So right. she died a few years ago, what, 2015, of an overdose. Yeah, years ago. yeah overdose. Yeah. Uh, she'd struggled with drugs, both heroin and meth and a bunch of other stuff for a very long, long time. Uh, she stopped making movies in 94 and pretty much just been real bad since then. And anyway, her stories goes up and down and up and down. Her parents just came out of kind of silence and said she was uh she was actually this really brings us down but she was raped on the scene of this movie by someone and they don't say who oh my goodness i thought about that while i was watching it because i was like oh rocky yeah rocky rocky, rocky. Could, could, maybe but somebody no, it could have been an adult it could have been a, a producer like nobody will say but they said this this was devastating and it never left her and it's and it and and it reminded me freaking hollywood f you hollywood this always happens you got these kids who are like these bright smart young actors you take your Corey Haim in there and you're like ah oh, look at this and he's doing movies and stuff and then all kinds of weird shit happens and then you screw him up forever and then he dies young like it's awful i hate that it's, any anytime money and this much money is involved over $1000 uh you have yeah, you you just have tragedy. Yeah, always. I, I feel like it's just you get these stories every time or you'll find some even successful actress today will say, well, I, you know, I've found ways over it. But, uh, I, you know, the what happened when I was 17? Like, whoa, 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 what happened? And like find out some producers like, you know, fiddling with the girls on set or right. or yeah. the boys Bravo. or whatever. Bravo yeah, to the maybe, actors, the child actors who have made it because that's true. Yeah. And it's yeah. probably, you know, it's probably some, if we really analyzed, it's probably like, you know, one out of 10, but those ones that, that really, that, that don't make it and have these problems, but those one, those stories of the one are so horrendous and the lengths that they go to, to get drugs to get that next fix or the, you know, depravity or, or whatever that they have to go through. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, all right, yeah, that's, that's 10 times worse than the ones who do make it. Through. Yeah, it's super sad. So well, she, she could have gone far and, and wide, but she, you know, that's, that's traumatic, man. Mm-hmm. And it never well, left and her. She was, she was actually 15 years old when they started production on this film, yeah. which is remarkable because, you know, even, even back then when they tried to cast teenagers, you know, like, they still couldn't. Dempsey was 21 when they were shooting this film. And like the, the fact that they found a 15 year old who was talented and could hold the role and stand up to, you know, the pressure and so on is amazing. And she does a fine job. I think she's perfectly good. In this no, movie. she was really good. Oh, it's yeah, the acting's sure. good. I, that's why I'm, I guess I'm, it was so frustrated after my deep dive on her story. I, it, she was clearly destined for more than this. Like she's, and, she had the chops. She was really, really good. And I'm good happy at to it. see that a 15 year old can't play drunk. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was good. That was heartening. Right. Right. Cause some of those people, you'd it say, exactly. It's yeah. like, wow, Corey Feldman really nailed that scene where he had to play. <laughs> right, right. It was great. I, <laughs> my favorite part of her, uh, my favorite part of her being drunk though, was her, her home tour of the typical teenage party where every room, has somebody doing it in it mm-hmm. every oh, yeah. every single right. room yeah, into the bathroom yeah. such a movie trope yeah exactly yeah the bathroom scene uh can i tell you guys the grossest moment in the movie already 
Hold oh. on, hold on, hold yeah. on. I, oh, I hadn't thought about this yet. Hold on. I had yeah. one written down, and I thought well, I, I, I had too. something else. For it's it. anybody okay. making out or doing it on a toilet. I can't <laughs> deal. I can't so deal. So wait a minute. That. Okay, you want to know the one I had written down for you? Mm. The teacher who comes out of the stall after he does his whole pledge <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to City Mancini, who grabs him by the ear, but doesn't wash her hands right, first yeah. before she leads him out of the bathroom by the That's ear. Yeah, she just dropped See? a big bag of potatoes and she's forgot to wash her hands. <laughs> she, got to, she got the urine fingers all over yeah. him. Um, That's right. I couldn't I could tell if it was going to be that or maybe the uh, the the eating the yolk straight like it was but oh, then i was, was like gross. yeah but then you got teenage boy behind her i think it was quint who was shirtless back there mm-hmm. with his apron on have you ever had home ec? yeah is that you do that <laughs> oh. i totally missed that really <laughs> oh yeah he's like shirtless with an apron on i'm like what the heck is going on right I now actually i actually that made me pull out a yearbook so i i haven't looked at a high school yearbook in forever and i went i went down the garage and i found one i pulled it out and there was not a single human being in my graduating class of over 200 children mm, right, that right. was as good looking as the worst yeah. good looking person yeah. in this movie. No, you're nope. totally right. I had no, a, we went back to your yearbook to see if your home ec department yeah. looked like the appliance section at a Sears. Exactly. <laughs> I, I graduated with 850 students and Whoa. none of them. It was a, we had a huge school, but well, and also a big graduating class, but that none of them looked as good as the least good-looking person in this movie. Right. No, right. no, I gotta, no. I'll have to send you some photos from my yearbook because I can think of right. like a dozen no, no. people who look like the people in this movie. <laughs> That's true. No, <laughs> like uh, circle them and scan them and send them to you. Well, okay, but a part of that is, is high. there's a part yeah. a part of it that's kind of a classist discussion, right? Like, did you grow up in a place where everyone was kind of uniformly wealthy or not? You know, mm-hmm. but. There's also just this thing about this movie does this movie does not like the ugliest person in the movie is the friend, the redhead, right? Mm-hmm, like right. that's he's he's portrayed that way. Oh, but Malachi. but you're Talking looking at him. You look at him like, games. oh, you know, you know, as an adult, he's got a big, strong jaw and beautiful eyes and so on. Like even that guy, they didn't cast someone. Mm-hmm. That was ugly. Yeah, he's a good looking ginger today. Oh, by the yeah. way, he's he is Malachi, isn't he? He's that's Malachi. the kid. Yes. Oh, so we have seen him before, too. Yes. Yeah. He was immediately familiar to me, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And I never dove deep as to as to why. But he's still working, still got stuff going on, and yeah, looks all right. Uh, the one the one nerd who didn't make it is the one with the glasses and the darker hair. Uh, he's yeah, nowhere. He, he's doing. He nothing. was big during that time, but yeah, he he didn't do much after that, right? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The, it seems like the kid, the the leather jacket, looks like one of the members of Depeche Mode, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. We've seen him play that exact, like he he plays that exact same character in like fifty other movies in the eighties. Oh, seems totally! Like. And he does stuff now that's very much like that. Like that's his. He's a character actor still working. You'll see him in you know CSIs and all that kind of stuff. And he's the same. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. He he's got one note, and it's a good one. It's, it's a good one. one. Yeah, he nails it. Yeah, you do a yeah. good job there. So well done. You're the Michael Sarah of your generation. Good job. <laughs> Can we talk about one more one more uh, hole that I went uh, dove into? Uh, during this so the dad um patrick dempsey's dad ronald's dad who kind of looks like half of they might be giants mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i can see that yeah tic tac tile yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so dugan. that guy dennis dugan do you know what he does these days mm, I, all i know whenever i see him i think of him as the cheating son-in-law of colonel potter in that episode of mash where he visited oh. and then he, and then colonel <laughs> potter found out that he was cheating on his daughter and was all mad at him and sent him home so that's okay. all I remember with that guy. But that's yeah, good. so for uh, me, he's directed every Adam Sandler film since like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. 
He looks like he would have directed every Adam Sandler film. That's really? Funny. Are you kidding yes. me? That's crazy. I'm not kidding you. So he directed yeah. he Happy did. Gilmore, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Okay, that's a you know a similar uh, thing yeah. there. Big Daddy, Saving Silver- Silverman, uh, The Benchwarmers. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the Zohan. Grow- grown ups, just go with it. Jack and Jill, grown ups too. And uh, there you wow. go. Wow. So, I wouldn't have called that ever. I wouldn't have had yeah, any idea. Your reason to hate him yeah. besides his as bad an, car. As an actor, <laughs> as an actor, he was in a lot of movies like that earlier. Like mm. besides "Can't Buy Me Love," he was also in "Parenthood" and "Problem Child." Right? Mm-hmm. Wow, we need right. to see so, both of those. Mm-hmm. So you can it's see, so you can see him, right? Like if he's if he's interested in directing, he's you, you do what you know, right? Mm-hmm. So he's. He may he may really like have a learned knack for this. He might, but I mean, he was in a ton of stuff as a, as an actor, like a ton of stuff. He still oh, is. Yeah. He, he still was, does. He things. was Richie Brockelman. Yeah. He, this is the guy. This is the guy that was Richie Brockelman. Anybody? Yeah, no, Richie Brockelman, Private that's... Eye, or whatever it was. Right. So yeah, he had a show okay. called Richie Brockelman, Private Eye, and the show didn't do well. So they took the character and they put the character in the Rockford Files. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're totally Richie right. Brockelman. Yeah, this is the. I think uh, Schleicher talked about this dude when we were doing our Rockford Files update thing for a while on TMS. And okay. I think he brought uh-huh. that what? up, but I'd forgotten all about it. Yeah, uh, for me, again, it's he's stained, though, because to me, he's a cheating, lying husband, a son-in-law <laughs> of Colonel Potter. That's all yeah. I can think about. He, Aww, dir- he Speaking of... Go ahead. I was just saying, he directed Jack and Jill, and we should all take a moment of silence and sadness, because Jack and Jill is oh, a piece of God. shit. What yeah, well, wait till we watch it for this. Oh, I don't know if right. I can. I don't know if I can. I might have veto that one. That was a, such a bad movie. Anyway, you sorry. actually did see it. I saw a chunk of it and gave up. I saw a piece and went, eh, "This is re- yeah. as bad as everyone you know, says." Uh, and quit you watching. know what else is streaming, Scott? White chicks. White oh. chicks. Can no. Be hours. No. 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 Did we have that on the list and took, and took it <laughs> off? Yeah, we turned yeah. it probably because of me going no. Yeah. Uh, speaking that. of bad dads, Harry Dean Stanton just passed away at yeah. the ripe old age of ninety-one. Oh, yeah. I can't believe he was 91. Yeah. I, oh, I, I watched Twin Peaks. I could believe he was 91. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, true story. I, like, my favorite Harry Dean Stanton appearance is in the movie Down Periscope. Yeah. And and I had to like go do the math. I'm like, whoa, he was in his 70s? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you look at him, look at a photo of him recently, and you'll go, oh, yeah, 91 for sure. <laughs> like, there's yeah, no question. Okay. At least right. maybe 110. Yeah, <laughs> but he uh, he's amazing. And so so yeah. we've never seen 16 Candles for this show, but he was the dad in that one of the great misunderstood dads of of 80s movies in my opinion mm-hmm. and just everything else i ever saw him in big love is roman grant was incredible in that just he's great so he yeah great. pour one out for Thank that national, dude national yeah treasure. thanks for the, thanks for the stuff yeah he was he was great yeah he's still, got, entertainment. still got one more movie coming out called frank and ava that is in post-production where he plays sheriff lloyd and i always like to see movies of the, a person's last movie or TV thing after they died. I don't know right. why that's a thing with me, but I like that. So when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, I was like all stoked to see the things he had filmed, bef- you know, right before he died. Releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's great. Anyway. Hey, back back to the Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, Randy had mentioned that this is totally uh, not anywhere in the realm of reality for high school during the 80s. And I can, I can concede to that, but... I had so many moments of nostalgia. This thing was just steeped in so much 80s. I mean, there was so much stuff. Was there a a moment during the movie that any of you guys had that was like, oh, God, I remember those. Like the the white 
VW Rabbit convertible. Big yes. time. I mean, Gina said it, that every yes. cheerleader, every cheerleader had one of those. <laughs> that, that, that cabriolet. Yep. 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 Yeah. That was the car so, of the time, yeah. man. Was, so, was there a moment for you guys that was like this? Like, yeah, this was just captured it. And, and I just want to distinguish between what the rest of the country was like via our view into it through magazines and television and mm. what the people in my high school were actually like. That's what I'm saying is so off. Right. The, you know, like, yeah, the yeah, people are wrong. You're, you're not wrong. All about the that. accoutrements are per- perfect. It was such a nostalgia trip. Yeah. They're all amplified versions of, of people you may have known, but none of them. None of them quite matched up. But as far as like settings and stuff, anytime a mall is shown, um, the mall was an enormous part of my growing up. So for me in high school, we were always at the mall. We were always getting pizza and playing video games in the arcade and, you know, hanging out and looking for girls. Like that was what we did. That was such a crappy mall. Can we say that was a crappy mall? It was a pretty crappy mall. Yeah, it was a crappy mall. But when, you know, there's still like a a sad little uh, telescope salesman just looking (laughs) doe-eyed staring out his his door. I've never bought a I've never bought a telescope from the mall. And there's no set. This is another thing that's wrong right. with this movie. There's no such. I know we talked about it earlier, but there's no right. such thing as a telescope salesman in a mall. Right, right, right next door to the Claire's Boutique. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Are us? Yeah. yeah. Even back then, uh, people might say, "Oh, but in the '80s, no, it never did. No one ever. No, no. You don't go to the mall for stuff like that ever. You go to specialty shops or whatever. And today, you get it on the internet. But back then, you'd go in there, and they have what they had today. They had gaps, and they had shit like that. You know, the many colors of Benetton or whatever. Like, that's what you had. You didn't have a place where you could buy or throw a, a grand down on a telescope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, and, and ladies were coming off the uh, the hair poof, the front hair poof, and they were getting into mm-hmm. crimpers. It yeah. was very it was very progressive oh, yeah. for 89 for them to be doing you, so much crimping. Mm-hmm. You could actually see the, the progression of hair right yeah. there in Cindy and her friends. Like, it was, yep. you had the... Uh, uh, Barb, who was like in the kinky curly stage, and then you had the heavy crimping on um, uh, left one and the right one, whatever her name was. <laughs> that one too, right? Which one had the? Oh yeah, she was the left and right one girl, right? Yeah, yeah, right. That's so. Stupid. Which one's the best? Do you ever have a girl? You ever have a girl? Oh, listen, I, I would g- not. I'm sorry. Someone says that to me in the back of a car. I'm. I'm laughing my head off and i'm gonna go get another thick shake yeah i'm you know, out of like... there i'm out of there i'm not in that car very much longer right iris so, i guess is her name so yeah. i just want while we're on the mall um i i was kind of disappointed when we go into the arcade it's 1987 mm-hmm. and I, i'm like having all these memories of the games that were so important to me at the time like uh afterburner 2 mm-hmm. and 1942 and the friend is playing Hang On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you played when the game you were waiting to play wasn't available. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it was Tucson. I mean, people were out riding their BMXs, pulling some sweet jumps and stuff. So maybe it's a little different attitude. Out well, there, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your minds, and and I'm gonna suggest this is just a suggestion, but a, I'm gonna suggest that '87 may have been the best year for video games of all time, and I'm gonna give you I, a little lineup here. That's now. what I'm saying. Yeah. But like 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 you you would go in an arcade and you had Donkey Kong and Rygar and Konami basketball was better than Hang I can, On. I can tell you exactly why we didn't see any of those games. <laughs> mm. Because they blew all of their licensing yeah. budget on playing a Beatles song yeah. in the beginning of the movie. Oh, they couldn't afford yeah. to pay Nintendo any money. I'm not sure they paid anybody anything after that. I in fact that was the first my yeah. first thought was, Whoa, you got a Beatles song for this? That's not oh, yeah. cheap. Oh, oh, Even Son oh, of guys. Sam couldn't get or yeah. not Son of Sam. Uh, I am Sam. Couldn't oh, get, I am like, yeah. 
pay for all the Beatles uh, songs, so, so they have to do covers. So, so here, the, listen to this list. Double Dragon, Contra, Raztan, Road Blasters, Punch Out, Dragon Spirit, Final Lap, Pac Mania, Operation Wolf, Galaga 88, and Afterburner. All were 87 games, and there's way more than that on this list. It's an amazing yeah, you time. You can't and play those games when you're mad about somebody shitting on your house. No. <laughs> and also, you had to wait. Like, I remember <laughs> I remember in 87 when we finally got Russian Attack. And I'm, I know that came out earlier, but you had to wait. It, you didn't get it immediately. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Right, it's right. It, Those games, yes, you're absolutely right. And also, uh, I, was, I was thinking that was the year that 1984 came out. Actually, the sequel, 1943, The Battle of Midway, came out that year. Oh. Uh, right. But those were great games. Like, what a great, uh, what a great time! Like '87 yeah. ruled. '88, yeah. fu '88, you sucked. '86, yeah, you were dumb too. But '87, that was a rad year. <laughs> right, it was a good year. Speaking really, of it, yeah. you. Oh. no, yeah. you, yeah. you, fine, I'll go. <laughs> fine. How about this? Hey, you know what else is weird? What? This is like five minutes after you could no longer insult gay people, so we decided to switch all of our efforts to. To retarded people. Yes, they, yes, they, oh, they said. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, lots of tards yeah. and retards and things like that. I noticed, which yeah. you know, today. In fact, I wrote I, one of our clips has some of that, and I, I wrote on that another thing you can't say today. But it was like uh, this would have been hot era for that. Like I remember yeah, in yeah. high school, people would just say that all the time. Don't be such a retard, or don't be. You know, like that was just your thing to say. Now I say it, it kind of hurts a little. Say I don't like saying it at all. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. I was going to say something else, like the R word. I don't well, know. Can we you? Can, yeah, right. we can say no, it in this context. We're not calling anybody that, right. but, but I mean, oh, he must be on the special bus or whatever the girl says at the, the, the yes! dance. Yeah, that yes. stuff was way acceptable yes. back then. But yeah, they stopped with the gay jokes in this movie. Yeah, they didn't have. Yeah, any there was wow. Surprisingly, for a high school, a high school sort of comedy thing. Mm-hmm. To not have any with jocks, no gay references whatsoever. Yeah. By the way, we haven't even talked about the fact that this is. I mean, a lot of people like this movie, have fond memories of it, and it it was a big sleeper success. But it also came out about the time that John Hughes movies were making their big impacts, and we haven't talked about the idea that this, for some people, is their John Hughes movie, or or it is their equivalent to that, or mm-hmm. or the same mm-hmm. impact. Right. And I never saw this so until what? this. This is new to me. Yeah, I'd never oh, seen it. Really, I'd, first I'd, time seeing it. Yeah, really? I'd heard of it a hundred thousand times and knew of sure. it, but I never saw it. So this was one of those chances I got, kind of like Randy and Time Bandits. It's like you get to see a thing way later than everybody else. And for me, um, I get the comparison, right? Because it's a coming of age. Oh, the nerd learns a lesson. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't think this stuff stands up to John Hughes movies. Like not it doesn't have, it, no doesn't, yeah no, no. it's it it's absolutely a ripoff but like it's just one of those things it was on HBO a lot in the nineties and mm-hmm. so I saw it over and over and over and I was actually trying to make a list of of the five eighties teenage like romance comedies movies that I saw the most mm-hmm. and this is top five in that list like yeah uh, right. it, it, you know uh, others were uh, Ferris Bueller Breakfast Club um, sixteen candles probably. Not for me. For whatever mm. reason, I I only saw Sixteen Candles once. But you know what kept coming up for me was uh, that movie. Uh, is it High Frequency, the Christian oh. Slater film? Oh, Pump High, Up the Volume. Pump Up the Volume. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was that's I was close. That's the movie that made me want to be a podcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was close. Uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, increase pump up the, the gain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, 
Scott Scott is evidence that it's just a it's a matter of happenstance what you happen to see over and over. Yeah, well, this, probably. Yeah. This is a good and this is a good segue into another rabbit hole that I went down. So looking at the um, the the Wikipedia for this film, they talk about how uh, Patrick Dempsey won the Best Young Actor in a Motion Picture Award, and I, was, I, I saw that and I thought, well, what the heck is this? I've never heard of the Young Artist Award. I had to figure out like what. Um, uh, what this was, uh, Amanda Peterson was nominated for Best Young Actress in a Motion Picture, as was oh, Tina Kasperi wow. or Caspery, who played her, the curly-haired friend, not the kinky-haired friend. Right. Mm. <laughs> so I went down, but you look at this list, and so this was the ninth annual Youth in Film Awards, which is now called the Young Artist Awards, took place at the Hollywood Palladium in Hollywood, California, on December fifth, nineteen eighty-seven. And if you know, probably if you were a drug dealer and in Hollywood at the time, this is the place you'd hang out to try and get your, all these kids hooked on and stuff. But you look at like the list of, uh, uh, people who won or people who are uh, competing. So best young male superstar in motion pictures went to river Phoenix for the mosquito coast beating Corey Haim for the lost boys. Mm. Uh, best young female superstar in motion pictures went to Lisa Bonet for angel heart mm. over this is, like a, this is like a list of tragedy. Go ahead. Oh, is that the it one where she had the shotgun in her, in her duty? That's okay. That's the one, All right. but she beat out Martha Plimpton for mosquito coast and Christy Swanson for Dudley friend. Mm. Uh, Fred Savage won that year for the princess bride. Leah Thompson won for some kind of wonderful. Mm. They made uh, it out. They yeah. did. Corey yeah. Feldman won for the lost boys beating out Steven Dorf. Yeah. Oh, okay. Stephen Dorff. But you, <laughs> I Stephen love Dorf. Stephen, I love Stephen Dorff. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, best young male superstar in television went to Kirk Cameron, who beat out Jason Bateman, like Aww. a very young Jason Bateman, uh, who was on Valerie at the time. Mm. Uh, Alyssa Milano won for uh, Who's the Boss, beating out folks like uh, Soleil Moonfry for Punky Brewster, uh, Drew Barrymore for Babes in Toyland. But it's funny looking at this list and seeing like all these people who have gone on to decent careers and have made it out uh let's see best young actor starring in a television drama series went to trey ames a year in the life who beat out will wheaton for star <laughs> trek the next generation <laughs> oh it was next star trek the next generation was the for the nom that's crazy yeah and oh, wow. uh, brian austin green for knots landing uh amanda <laughs> peterson won for a year in the life for a tv show didn't win for the movie yeah but uh was up against shannon doherty uh Let's see, Amy Dolenz, who was also in this film. It's just, it's a really interesting, you know, it was really yeah. interesting to look down this list and see all these yeah. these people who all, went on. All you have things. to do is say these names, and all I think about is, oh, yeah, Shannon Doherty, her left eye was two inches lower than her right eye. <laughs> Isn't that dumb? It's not me shaming her looks. Well, She's a very pretty person. It's just something no, about but, her eyes. I can't. But you could also do the whole thing of, like, oh, Shannon Doherty uh, w resorted to having to pose in Playboy to make ends meet. Uh, yeah. That's you know, true. I feel bad for her now. She's got like horrible cancer or something now, right? Like something, oh, does she really? Something, oh, something real bad. I can't remember what it was. She did some interview recently, but, but yeah, like I, I sadly, this is how I track people. I, it's not because I think they're ugly or or whatever. I just see their weird thing, like Tom Cruise's middle tooth or, or yeah. whatever, and I go. You have you have like uh, facial recognition? Oh, no, totally, software totally, totally, right. totally. <laughs> it's a it's a it's seriously it's a pattern disruption thing. So. Right, right. I'll see a By face and go, oh, that guy's got a mole that's way bigger than his eye or whatever. The next the next year, by the way, Best Young Actor in a Motion Picture Drama would go to Christian Bale. Ah, Empire of the Sun. Oh, Empire of the he Sun. Beat out, yeah. He beat out uh, Warwick Davis for Willow, Kevin mm -hmm. Dillon for The Rescue, and Neil Patrick Harris for Clara's Heart. Nice. When will Warwick Davis get his comings? Ah, he's fine. <laughs> that's, 
It's Willow is so underrated. It holds up so well. Oh, watch Willow. We need to do film sack for Willow because my memory yeah. of Willow seeing it opening weekend was how I was so disappointed. I did not like that movie. And I it's love movies than, like this. It's, it's better than we gave it credit for. Let's watch it. Let's we do it for the show. Thing. Yeah. 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 We should do and it for the show. At the time, show. believe it or not, Warwick Davis was 17 when they yeah. made that movie. Yeah. Like, it's just amazing. He's movie. great. I love that guy. He's, he is, yeah. he's, and he's in almost every nerd movie you can name. He's in Star Wars. He's in Harry Potter. He's in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's in everything really, where a little person is needed. That dude's been in there pretty much. I really life. loved his series a couple of years ago. They didn't finish a second season, but the first season of his uh, show on HBO, which oh, was kind of uh, like. Little, it was kind of like a mockumentary kind of thing. Yeah, it was called was Tall. To find, uh, what was that? It was a Rick, short. Yeah, Life's Too Short. Yeah, the Ricky Gervais short, thing, or not? He yeah. he produced it or whatever. It was yeah. awesome. That was a really so funny good. show. I don't know why they didn't get I, more made, but I loved it. I would like to watch Willow with you, Scott, because I think you'll find that uh, Ron Howard it was already a master of the craft. Yeah. This is the guy who gave us Willow and the first three seasons of Arrested Development, the good three seasons of Arrested <laughs> Development. This is, <laughs> Yeah, well, check it out. yes, but okay, that's fair. Well, he just narrated it. He didn't do much else. Here's here's no, here. he's the he has the underpinnings <clears throat> of a rest. Okay, of fine. Okay, fine. But here's the thing. I re <laughs> here's what I remember about Willow. I remember there being two little tiny shrunk people that drove me crazy. Do I have that right? That, uh, that's yes, the whole movie. Good, Rick, good job. It was Rick DeCommon, and um, there were a couple comedians, like really, really good yeah. comedians. Rick DeCommon. And who was the other one? It was uh, Kevin Pollack, I think. Right? Yeah. Okay. That was very. That was very brief. Like, right. Usual but they... suspects, dude, and uh, dude who uh, suspects, <laughs> and dude who shuts down the electrical grid and die hard. Okay. Oh, really? All right. So, yeah. so, so those two were the were your R two D two and your C three PO of your George Lucas story. No, no hold on, I got more. For five seconds. I know, but yeah, that's still. I'm long. telling you, every George Lucas thing has these th these elements. So they have their two bumbling idiot things, just like the robots. They had Val Kilmer is your Han Solo type, uh, Willow is your is your Luke Skywalker, and my memory of the stop motion dragon still haunts me. It's not it, a good. It was oh, it wasn't yeah. that bad. No, I, I don't like bad. that movie. So it's we will right. we'll do it here, and okay. we'll see. I, how I hope up. so. I yeah. hope we do. I I just there is nothing better than returning to the days when Val Kilmer was awesome. I watched Real Genius again the other day, yeah. and <laughs> was just like, man, how the mighty. Yeah. This guy, he was in Top Gun and Heat and Willow, and he and, was uh, so entertaining and beautiful. Yeah. And then just, and, yeah. and then just one day, yeah, just shots. off a cliff. No, off a cliff. Here's the thing. What was the what was the what was the, um, the spy? No, the spy comedy thing that he did that was like uh, oh, Naked yeah. Gun, uh, but it was Top Secret. Oh, what was that? Top, Top Secret. Secret. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean the dude was the dude like oozed confidence. Yeah, and... he was great, real genius. Freaking the Tombstone is better for him. Like, there's a million things he did well, great, and then he got all fat and weird and fell off the wagon. And now I, <laughs> I here's my prediction. I think we're I think we are preparing for a Val Kimmer comeback. I don't know how soon. So, I think he's already done a little bit of that. If you go back, there's a movie just a couple of years ago where he was a prison inmate, and I think he did fantastic. Oh, that was good. That was good. What was that called? Prison. I saw that. Yeah. Well, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. He's lost all his weight. Now he's doing some. Now he's doing his tour where he plays uh, Mark, Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Yeah. All he does now is play Mark Twain. Yeah, and I hear it's he's, good. I hear it's mm -hmm. like good it's, it's stuff. good and everything but you, like he he performed here at the irvine improv a few shows and everybody who went to see him said he looks so old and he's like feeble mm -hmm. which is weird like 
how could somebody who's let's say uh, not even 50 yet how hey, could he, he was born in 59 so i mean well, okay not even 60 yet <laughs> 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 he's pushing 60 he's almost he's there getting there yeah i mean he went wow. he he went from this heartthrob to this huge fat guy to this now skinny older man and i don't know what that means except that he changed a lot but i do know this he could come back and do something crazy because the guy had i mean he was amazing he had his moments yeah. like I'll, yeah. I'll watch heat any day you ask for me to mm -hmm. say hey yes, scholars yeah, watch heat right. and I'd say okay let's stop everything and watch heat yes between heat and tombstone <laughs> you have you have these two val kilmer performances where i'm just like this is otherworldly for me yeah and mm -hmm. i thought his i thought the doors was good Mm -hmm. um it was it was yeah it had some issues but he was great in it like i actually thought yeah. he was genuinely good in it so yeah i i don't have a lot to say bad about bal kilmer i just don't you know i mean like what he he's like the rest of us hit a certain point in his career he had throat cancer i know that and that yeah. healed up and got away so he's free of that but i don't know it's, he looks like he's stuff streaming sadly but uh ghost in the darkness might be another one for us to take a look at if it ever pops into uh streaming yeah him well, and michael douglas uh yeah Chasing after a, a big lion or something? Yep. I don't know. What was the one where... I, uh, I'm reading this plot right now, a big lion or something? This is, no, we're not going to What was the one... What's the one where he was in... Uh, is it something heart? He was a, on an Indian reservation FBI agent. Um, Thunderheart. Oh, Thunderheart. Yeah. Thunderheart. I, I would I, love to watch that. That one was actually... That one's a good film. I like there. Thunderheart that's, a lot. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd watch Thunderheart again. Oh, these How? pictures of him. He's looking really bad right now. I'm telling you, I don't get it. Oh, I, like maybe he he's maybe he's just really unlucky and that's that makes me sad yeah. hey look hey if i can still look if i had to trade off my life for looking really looking val kilmer hot for 30 years and and then looking bad for the second half i i might think about it <laughs> i I don't know. We can't all be Patrick good Dempsey. Thirty years of bad. I'm you know. We can't all be Patrick. Oh, here it is. Val, uh, Val Kilmer, uh, Roland Felon was the movie done away. It was called Felon. Felon that's it. Felon. Felon. Okay. That's a that cool was really movie. good. If you haven't seen Felon, you should watch Felon. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's before. It's either before he got all skinny again, or he just. Yeah, yeah. He was still a little bit. He was he was on the heavy side, but he was kind of he was kind of been working out. So it was kind of like I think it was heading towards getting skinny again. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was good. I'm worried about him a little bit. That's all. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, can't buy me love. Uh, can't buy me love. <laughs> Hello. The uh, can't buy me. I, I got Something. a I got a funny note here or no, note here that I wanted to make sure to bring up. The guy who's in college now, he's now playing college football and comes back. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. He the boyfriend the, the mullet who who did all ADR like none of his dialogue was recorded. <laughs> no. Live. Yeah, I was even noticing that too. It's like wow, did this his his delivery must have been so shitty that they just said, right. yeah. uh, nope. no, we've got to cover up all of his lines. Yeah, they're like, this oh, I see, his, I see his mullet uh, matches his voice. We're going to have to cut that out. But <laughs> anyway, this idea, it, to me, it was the, the thing of a guy who had graduated and comes back to your high school party. Yeah, yeah. Was a thing you did not celebrate. You did not get excited about. That was not a cool thing. It felt creepy and weird. And the best place I ever saw this in film uh, shown was when McConaughey comes back for uh mm -hmm. a dazed and confused oh, yeah. and the entire time he's there you're just like dude you're weird freaking move on with your life <laughs> and this one is this is unrealistic the way they treated him like oh he's back and he's like yeah i'm back hey check it out that that's not how it works when you are graduated and out people think you're well, weird if you show up again. i don't know i you know i mean I, especially when the 
bald town like they were. He was number 10. He was a freshman. He was just one year out. He went straight to the to the next school and he came back home. I think he would be. Is it really a accepted. football town, Tempe, really? Arizona? Well, it was portrayed as such in this movie. Yeah, well, again, they got that wrong, too, then. Because right. they're, they're wanting to be all Texas down there, and they can't do You know, they're trying real hard, but they can't figure it out. Anyway, I just, I just, yeah, was, it annoyed it, me. It annoyed me because yeah. it was like, no, he doesn't get to come call the shots anymore. I mean, when I was in high school, if the kids of the year ahead of us graduated, before that, they were cool. They were seniors. Everyone loved them. But as soon as they were gone, they're gone. And if they came back, you're it was like, what are you you're doing here? You're part of the system, man. Get out. It's kind of like, um, <laughs> it'd be like Val Kilmer coming back now and saying, I want to be, you know, I don't know, a hunky actor again. Like, no, you're, he you wants had to be your, in Top Gun. The yeah, Top Gun I would like sequel. To, mm-hmm. yeah. I would like to see a movie that it, that has that kind of thing where a guy is trying to come back and it's getting rejected. Did that ever happen? Mm, That'd be nice. I'd like to see Probably. That. There's probably a million movies about yeah, like every movie graduating, then trying to come back, and then nope. Well, out. what's the one? Then there's a new one out with Ben Stiller where he takes his son to college interviews, and oh yeah, that feels like that where he's trying to be. I mean, I felt like this. I remember going back to my high school to to talk to my art teacher students because she invited me back when I was like 25 or something, and she mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, I want you to come show your current work and talk to him about what it's like to do art in this when you're out of school." And I went back to that high school, and just walking through the halls felt dirty to me but yeah but 25 that's that's a big that's like seven years later so i mean that's that does seem weird it's just weird and a year later feels weird because you're not part of it anymore you're in a whole new like okay here's a i have a real life example nick was dating or yeah was dating uh this girl we all like she's awesome they're family friends and we know their whole family but they were dating pretty consistently all through last year she was a senior he was a junior he just started a senior year. She's not there anymore, and she just started college. Guess what? They're not dating anymore because it's weird. There's a your life changed. He shifted gears. She shifted gears and went to a new right. place. And because that's what it's like when you're a kid, this movie gets that there's, tonally wrong. That's what I'm I, saying. I don't think there's any time in our lives that age becomes such a factor that you can be mm-hmm. 17 one day. Right. Right and, and dating a sixteen-year-old and it's okay eighteen and she hasn't turned yet and suddenly you're a pervert yeah you know it's like <laughs> it's uh so it's no. so tight right there so tight totally yeah. true and the, yeah right everything it's like uh, the the tip of the mountain where as soon as you get over to the other side all of a sudden it's a weird yeah. weird thing to look back at the uh, the the side you're on yeah and yeah. I just the Scott's original point was this whole thing about when you go to college this whole new world happens. Mm-hmm. And you get focused on it, like so. So I grew up in football country, right? And mm-hmm. so my my entire high school experience was revolving around a football stadium and the entire community coming together on Friday nights in the autumn and this kind of thing. I then went to a football college, and that same thing is happening for me in a different town. I completely cut off my interest in my high school football team, a hundred percent. I never thought about it again. Yeah. Like it, uh, maybe a decade later, they were in the playoffs, and they, I, I went and saw them. But I, like, it just, you get totally focused on the new thing. Yeah. And so that's what, like, I remember I broke up with my girlfriend like the week before <laughs> I went to college because I'm she was here. she was still going to be in high school, and it was like that was weird. You don't do that yep. to somebody. Yep. Exactly. You know? This is my entire point. And what's funny is, in the case of Nick and this girl, he's the one that cut it off because she was. 
she really didn't want to. I mean, she was feeling very nostalgic about school and whatever. whatever. Hey, he's just like, look, this is too weird. So I look, think babe, I'm I, out. I'm out. I think that <laughs> I think that the, it's just such a weird time because when you're in high school, it seems like your entire world and everything matters, and it's just life so, or death. The minute you it, leave, you're just like done. I'm out. So that that makes this very authentic then, because that's what he essentially did. He he left, but he kind of left his foot. Uh, to, in in place to say, okay, she's still my girlfriend. I'm not going to call her anymore or talk to her oh, the whole season. Right. But I'm not going to mention but, her on TV. Right. <laughs> but when I show up, if I find that Patrick Dempsey's been messing with my girl, oh, there's going to be trouble. But I right. thought Lefty Righty was his girlfriend because in the beginning no. she was upset on the TV <laughs> no. when he didn't say that. No. Oh, no, no, no. She was upset for Cindy. Like, oh. Cindy was the one saying, no, it's okay. It's okay. He's got a lot on his mind. He's, you know, she's kind of defending him. And Cindy then she was- leaves his. Yeah, leaves right. his uh, letter jacket on also, the bed. Doesn't take also, it. by far the least realistic thing in the film is that the local news would be interviewing some freshman before the season yeah, even started yeah, at yeah. college. <laughs> Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. Look, uh, Look, what say, do you miss from What do you miss from back home? Oh, uh, the hot tub. Yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. Like the, they know they know that he's going to say that. They'd never interview him in the first place. Yeah. So Cindy, so uh, so Cindy was going through a phase. She was totally done with the jocks because she was looking for herself a little nerd little nerd herd mm-hmm. because even after she broke up with dempsey she tried to get up with uh rich boy nerd whoever he was with the long hippie hair uh the so porsche it seems like guy? Yeah. yeah the porsche guy he was he was still a nerd he pretended like he was cool but was he a nerd <laughs> he wasn't cool i don't think he was a nerd i mean he was, he was a like you know bag, but like even skeevier college guy fifteen year olds at the high school with yeah, his Porsche. That's the imper- yeah, and the minute he starts ordering her to go get the shake and then saying it's not thick enough, I mean I wanted to spread his nuts out on a table and put a nail through him. <laughs> I don't like that guy at all. He was awful. I hate people like that. Oh my gosh. He, they they I mean it's a pure stereotype in many ways, but they really got him for me. Like yeah. nailed the it stereotype. Worked. It yeah. worked. Yeah, yeah, why would she even bother with that douche? So, yeah, whatever. I, at, at the same time, when she pours the milkshake over his head, yeah. I was ready for him to punch her. Like, I was cringing backward. <laughs> like, oh, no. And, of course, they, they play him as more interested in his car than in her, mm, which right. is fine. I was just so scared for her safety <laughs> in that moment. I was too. Like, no, I had the same feeling. It's uh, I, I, I wasn't ugh. worried about that as at all. I was all I could think about was he was right. That milkshake was not thick enough. That yeah, just poured it just poured right out of there. And they didn't mix it enough because like, there's like uh-uh. a big chunk of chocolate that, yeah, that sticks yeah. to one side of the hood. Yeah, you're I'm doing kind it of wrong. on the side. Yeah. Look, woman, go back and get me a thicker <laughs> shake. I say yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> But the way I look at that, so I get really steamed. I can't stand that kind of sure. verbal abuse. Oh, freaking just rubs me. It was supposed to make you feel that way. So this movie sounds like it was really effective with you. You you sound like you were uncomfortable at the place you Yeah, I'm going to say even the part where he's like you shit on my house where I should be laughing my head off. It's still kind of genuine. Like like there 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 are moments like that where I I I felt for these characters and which which I actually feel like is the is the heart of the movie. Like the scene where they go to the plane graveyard and look at the at the moon. Mhm. It's played really straight. Like you're mm-hmm. you're supposed to really feel like, oh wow, teenagers for all the things that they're going through, they can stop a minute and find something beautiful and enjoy each other's company and so forth. Mm-hmm. Which which like I wish the movie had more of that yeah. and, and less less of Patrick Dempsey being a moron because his character is a total. He's moron. a total moron, but also I feel like they they. <laughs> I feel like this was a time where we didn't understand like severe Asperger's or something 
because <laughs> because he was he was like uh, Ronald maybe is on the spectrum. Yeah, he's on the spectrum. That's clear. I mean, the whole time she's like, couldn't be more hinty that this is working out, and he's still well. Okay, we got to break up now. That's our plan, right? Like that was dumb. Ugh. Okay, I hate well, that what's, part. Yeah, because he immediately when he starts dating other girls, he immediately starts getting all the hints they're throwing down. Right. Like right. he shifts into that instantly. How did how did he not get it from the girl? who he ends up with at the end. And I wish he hadn't. I wish at the end she had just rejected him finally because mm. it would have made it a much more challenging and interesting right. film to think about. Sure. Right. Drove off in the, in the this convertible with all her friends and just said, yep, that's why there are class divisions for a reason. Yeah. yeah. There's a, exactly. It's a better ending. And it's a better ending. That was, yeah. and that was the last time we ever saw Cindy. Yeah. But then instead, <laughs> instead, they literally had her get out. Her friends encouraged it. They've been dicks all week, but for whatever reason, now right. they're suddenly being mm-hmm. friendly. She gets into the into the freaking or hops onto the back of his uh, freaking mower mobile. Mobile. And then yeah. they literally, and I'm not kidding, people at home who haven't watched this, <laughs> drive the mower off into the sunset. Yes, at yes. two miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was a lot of homages to film scenes in this movie it, uh, from the ostracization whenever. Whenever his when Patrick Dempsey's character was ostracized after the party, he was literally walking around town looking in windows, you know, like like Bailey from freaking from yeah, It's a Wonderful yeah. Life. Yeah, he's rubbing, the, rubbing his arms yeah. like it's like it's like 300 degrees yeah. outside. And he's rubbing his arms like he's cold. Yeah. Hello, he's Tucson only... Savings and Loan. <laughs> Hello, Tucson. <laughs> Movie theater. <laughs> But yeah, that that whole it was a lot of homages to to old films yeah. and scenes in that movie. Yeah, yeah, they tried to I don't know whatever. I, I guess my I guess my final verdict though is after you know having not seen this when it would have been in my prime years, and seeing it now with all my you know cranky old old, eyes, old man. Yeah, yeah, all my all my you know skepticism about everything that I didn't have when I was a wide eyed kid in eighty seven. I think it's okay. I don't think it is anywhere. It does not have the, this will be a thing that people beloved forever like I feel about John Hughes films. Sure. But I think it's okay. You know, for what right. it was trying to be, I'll bet I'd, I would have loved this in 87, I bet. Mm-hmm. This yeah, week, Scott alert. thinks it's okay. Uh, trope alert, hold on. Got one right here for you. Okay, so I've been saying over and over and over, I love it when the song is the name of the movie and the song has the whole title of the movie and they use it in the movie. But I just want to say there are two kinds of Beatles songs. All right. There are Beatles songs that are written and primarily performed by Paul McCartney. And then there's good Beatles songs. (laughs) And this this was this was so annoying for some reason. Mm. I, I don't know why. I it like Hey Jude. Fit. You don't like it, Hey Jude? Hey Jude's a good song. It didn't fit the late 80s sort of zeitgeist of the film, mm. is what I'm saying. Right, right. Just yeah. never... plus, plus, it's absolutely incorrect. He he technically does buy love because yeah. if he wouldn't have spent that $1,000, he wouldn't have ended up with her in the, the first place. Well, yeah, right. yes, but he... Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. So even at the end where he realizes the money can't do it, he still wouldn't have right. had the opportunity without the money. Right, exactly. The money still was the catalyst, the buying of the money can't open the door to love. <laughs> and and by the way, money kind of money kind of buys a reconnection of love between her and her mom. Yeah. Uh oh, they wow. you know, like they they end up bonding over 
the things they have in common, which is primarily shopping for nice clothes, I guess. You're right, that's their main so thing. So money buys lots of love really should be the... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, we didn't talk about that creepy dude that picked her mom up. I have a clip Rocky. of him later, but that guy oh, is yeah. creepy. Mm. Yeah, really creepy. Yeah, my, oh, man, I don't... Nope. He was basically getting all rapey with her. Like that, ugh, hate when... Ugh, gross yeah. adults. And the fact that... And the fact that we find out later on that she was raped during that time makes it all the worse. I agree. If it happened before, if it happened before that scene, oh my gosh, that had a that had a hurt. That I had, had a I, I I looked up a lot of the stuff while the movie was going, and as deep the deeper I got with it, the more I started getting skeptical of everyone who came on screen. So anybody would come on screen, and my imagination would go, "Are you the one? Are you the dick?" Right, the, right. And then it, you know, and then my mind went, "Wait, it could be behind the scenes. It could be the director for all we know. It could be anybody." <laughs> And Could have I, been, you know, one of the one of the girls too. Yeah, and the parents aren't saying, so <laughs> nope. they. And that's fine. We don't need to know. You know it, what? We but knew that's that she had a freaking awful. Ugh. It makes <laughs> me. Are, you, ugh, are you saying you didn't have this kind of relationship with your teenage children? Because <laughs> I mean, I I don't know about you, but I think it's totally normal that you would go uh go to the, on the way to the car with the creepy guy, turn to your teenage daughter and go, ugh. "Isn't he such a hunk?" Yeah. Ever, <laughs> ever, never. Hunk up. Yeah. Hunk up. Who? And if that guy said that, I'd go, Mom, he just Man. tried to pick me up. He's a pervert. I would t- <laughs> hate that guy. Plus, he's the only man in this movie with chest hair. Yeah. What are they trying to say? <laughs> they're anti-hair. Those, those, that's, what they, that's why they're trying to do the John Hughes thing. So in John Hughes movies, the adults are idiots. But in John Hughes, in, in this uh, guy's films, sure. they all have chest hair. Mm-hmm. They all the kids don't. <laughs> By the way, well, they, there's another there's another thing happening in this movie that some might say, oh, I've never seen that. But I, I can attest to it. Guys, especially jocks, when they get around the girls, uh, the first thing they do is get oh. their shirt off somehow. They, and they, yeah. and they go into prison rape mode. They, yeah. yeah, they take yeah. off their shirts as if like, hey, yeah. check me out. And I and I used to think that was a bit of a myth because I didn't see it much in high school myself. But when my daughter, my oldest daughter, was in high school, she had this friend. I won't say his name because who knows who, how stuff gets back to me. But uh, he, it didn't matter what was going on, where the party was at, if it was our house, if they were just playing video games, or what was happening. That kid would figure out a way to get his damn shirt off every yeah. time. There's always one dude. And maybe a lady this always trying to get his shirt off. And we went to I went to school with one as well. And eventually I was like, I was like, I can't stand that guy. He's always taking his shirt off. He's like, you know, he's like this dark skin, you know, Adonis or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't be mad at him. He has an allergy to, you know, to. To, to the material. <laughs> to rayon. I'm yeah. like, oh, shut horse up. Horse shit. Oh, shut up. That is some horse shit is what that, that is. That was some horse shit. Yeah. I don't buy any of it. Of that here. kid drove me crazy. I asked him. I asked her the other day. I says, hey, you ever see him anymore? Oh, yeah. He was at this wedding I was at. Did he take his shirt off? She goes, no, but he probably wanted to. <laughs> he probably he was really wanted to. Like looking for it's a reason like, uh, could I spill something on this? Yep. Could I, and uh, he's still, and, he, he, like, and by the way, of all their... I'm hot. Is of, everybody hot? I'm hot. Of all of those friends, he's the only one without a, uh, either a girlfriend or married. Uh, yeah, so that makes yeah. perfect sense to me. The guy that always took a shirt off can't seem to land a babe in his yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. True story. True story. In this, movie, in this movie, all the teenage boys took their shirts off. And their chest and stomachs were made of like wax or something. Yes. It was weird. Sure. Every time. Like, and I don't know if you guys did it. Did you guys have the cutoff shirts? I mean, no. Oh, yeah. Do no. Anymore, no but, but they what, did. Off no, the, they did. Yeah, yeah, people did. I didn't. Good or Lord, the belly, no. the belly shirts. Yeah, like, like the yeah. the man okay, yeah. shirts, like where they wear the the football guys would sometimes no. do that. F- it used that. to be okay for the ladies and the dudes to do that. You can't see that. You don't see that now. You just never see it. No, and I'm not. Do I would never do it. Oh my gosh, dude! I can't. 
It's so dumb. No, like the, it the, happens the, to me inadvertently, but not intentionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes Isn't this shirt getting smaller. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Well, you, you keep shrinking my shirts, Tina. Like the big, the mullet kid that we didn't really learn much about. The mullet friend that was on the football team. He always wore that shirt. I yeah, knew kids yeah. like that, but it was never Absolutely. me. I can tell you that. I mean, I, and, whatever. And I was in the nerd. I was final, in that nerd Final table. thought on this subject. Guess who has one and a half million followers on Twitter? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Oh, Mike. Mike Sorrentino. The situation. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> taking taking your shirt off. It oh, can, it can get you something. He likes it, doing it, that. No, he yeah. likes. Yeah, but he also had a TV show that helps. He that helps. He didn't just hey. just take a shirt off, and he's a douchebag, and he's always in trouble, and uh, there's like a drinking problem. But yeah, I'll give you that guy. Sure. Hey, Ibit, Ibit, yeah. I'm living in a box, a cardboard box. Are you living in so, a box? I, I'm living in a box, in a cardboard box. Uh, yeah. Was how much '80s music was in this film? There's a lot in the background. There was some, I, I tried, but it was all covers, wasn't it? Were they covers? the parties dancing with myself i think the band that's playing they're uncredited but i think the band that's playing at the prom or that that dance with the uh the african uh termite dance no the african ant ant dance is like anteater dance was uh, atlantic star i think was on stage oh anybody anybody ever have a real band come to their high school dance (laughs) no (laughs) no no no, I never I did. They didn't even have a band. Like it yeah, was, yeah. Like, it was a DJ. It was, it was always a DJ. DJ. Yeah, yeah, was, we, didn't, yeah. we never had a band. None DJ of, Fresh. None of that strikes me as real. But that band that was up there, I just kept thinking they looked like one of Prince's protégés or something. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's from that oh. era. Oh yeah, I just looked them up. It was Atlantic Star. It was okay. And the song, the song they they actually played that you can hear at one point is called "One Lover at a Time." Ugh. Okay. And the guy in the back on the drum. He was dumb. Mm-hmm. He really drove me crazy. He was on the drums. He was dumb. He kept just the big, big exaggerated single beat thing he was doing. Mm-hmm. That's I, that's not drumming. You get out of the band. Get a real drummer. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Was there? Was there? Uh, uh, always was their song, right? You are like the sun yes. and shining that was the day, down right? on everyone. That was, their, mm-hmm. that was their one hit. That was their one hit. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, Secret Lovers was another hit. Secret Lover. Oh. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I don't know the next line. That's the only. That's line what we are. Yeah, that's what it is. We could yes. be together, but we can't say. Those are terrible songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, the song that caught me, because I, I was like, I, I heard, I heard this thing, and I'm like, what is that song? It's, it's a song called French Kissing. Oh yeah, is in this movie, and it was written by Chuck Lorre. Right. Oh. Right. I, didn't know Chuck Chuck I didn't know yeah. Chuck Lorre wrote, wrote didn't pop either. music. I found that too. I saw that on the soundtrack and I was like, wait a minute, that can't be the same Chuck Lorre. <laughs> Is it really? It's the same guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. huh. You can go listen to that song on, on uh, YouTube. Gotta no be, thanks. Gotta be kidding okay. me. <laughs> that is Appreciate crazy. you though. What's the, what's the biggest band you guys can remember in a, uh, in a high school based film like this i was trying to think can't hardly wait also a seth green movie didn't didn't mm-hmm. have like everclear or somebody in there in there who was it it was some, or the one, uh, what, the one that it? comes to mind was um and it's college but it was uh oh. going back to school uh at right. the rodney dangerfield uh, uh party oh right oh right. oh right yeah 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 yeah. no that's right you know what yeah. i but he had money he could afford that oh no he could totally nah. could yeah totally could Who's your Who's your biggest band? Has anybody got a biggest band for uh, in a movie like that? Anybody oh, else? Jeez, I'm trying to remember. I'm, so, uh, does Huey Lewis count in the audience for Back to the Future? That was amazing. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I that is pretty. It. That is pretty big. I for me, the craziest thing that's ever happened in a movie like that is at the beginning of Euro Trip when Matt Damon pretends to sing. He's he's the stand-in lead singer for right. a band playing a song about the character. Scotty Anybody? Yeah, Euro Trip. Anybody? I don't think I've yeah, seen no, Euro Trip. Yeah, because that's like there's a huge crowd of people. They're in somebody's backyard, but there's like a thousand teenagers. Mm-hmm. And it's such a well-produced and performed song. <laughs> it's like crazy how good it is. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Hmm, who was it? Was it? Go ahead. Yeah. Who's the band? Oh, I don't. I don't. The, the band was like some band that they formed to write and record the song. Oh, the oh, oh, oh! I thought it was a well-known band. It was, band, a, ba- that it was just... a band like Lustra or something. Lustra. <laughs> that gives you the shits if you eat it in your potato chips. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't eat the, the don't eat the chips with the shits. Is what you should. <laughs> uh, I I just looked them up. Lustra was uh, Chris Baird, Nick Cloutman, John Baird, Jason Adams. No idea who those people are. I've yeah. never heard of these guys. Uh, popular right. popular bands in movies. I'm looking it up now. Okay, uh, movies, blues traveler at the end of uh, Kingpin. Yeah, the Amish Amish blues travelers. Yes, I like that. I love that movie. Oh my gosh, yeah, I do too. That movie's great. It's you mean f- like where they're actually part of the story as opposed to just like right, right? Because they yeah. always have that weird cameo, and it's like you know they have Flea or something say uh, something weird. It's like why right, is Flea right, right. in my movie? I just saw Patty about a saxo- shirtless saxophone player in the Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. I saw <laughs> I saw Patty Smith. I guess I think it was Patty Smith in um a friend a Friends episode yesterday. That happened a oh, lot right. on that show. So TV shows I feel like get away with that more, where there'll be a weird little mm-hmm. stop by cameo deal like that. But I'm trying to think of a movie where I mean, did the Blues Brothers have extra people in it that were like, "Oh, look who!" Oh, it tons, is. yeah, yeah, tons, yeah, tons and tons. One. But like, but like, I'm thinking of like Good Charlotte and not another teen movie. Mm, but right. that's that's a spoof. So they used Good Charlotte specifically to make fun of this trope. Oh, I right. got it. Tom Petty hey. and uh, the Postman. That's my Ever, that's my Everclear pick. was in American Pie. Apparently, let's see. Uh, Paula bumping a door. Do they so have to play music? Do they have to play music, or does Tom Petty count? Because he wasn't—he played a character. I—I just—I'm thinking about. I'm always surprised when I see a a band member show up and with a speaking. I'm thinking role. about the band. Okay, I'm I'm thinking like right. where they perform, where they actually perform, yeah. and nobody knows. That. Like they do that too. That's also really cool. Like, mm-hmm. hey, how come? How how did this school that can't really even afford to get decent food in the lunchbox afford Green Day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always. That's always a big head scratcher. It's only if, if oh. it's a movie where someone's rich and they paid somebody. Yeah. I kind of buy I that. Was, right. I was mostly fo- looking for you know teen movies, but I, I'll Twisted yeah. Sister and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I forgot about that. That was oh, really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Well, the music video that they're shooting. Yeah. Sure. Um, school. Band I really movies. and I really was bummed that Twisted Sister didn't have a video that showed the like the other side of that song. Like basically, you know you see the Pee Wee Herman side of that story in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I wanted to see the Twisted Sister <laughs> side of that story mm-hmm. in the Twisted Sister video for that song. Right. <laughs> Great movies. I like yeah, I can't find any others. I know there's more than this. I know it's, it's, it's common because every time I see it, especially, in, like I said, in teen movies. Yeah, always... you know when you see it. And yeah, there's comments in, uh, on yeah, the website. Like, uh, in, in the Rachel Lee Cook movie, She's All That, uh, there's a high school dance where Usher is the of. DJ. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. There you go. Wait, always, is that the one where she's covering her boobs with the football helmets and the poster? Is that the deal? No, no, no. That's uh, She's the Man. <laughs> oh, She's the Man, right. 
or just one of the guys? Oh, just one. I'm sorry, just, just one of the one guys. guys. Oh. Yes, just one of the guys. Okay, yes. I, I never remember, but uh, the poster sorry, stuck, yeah, stuck that was, out. <laughs> was, there, was there a movie called She's the Man? I think probably. So. Yeah. Yes, okay. that was a much older movie though. That was uh, early '80s, right? Hold on, She's the Man. Uh, 2006 oh, is what it says. Oh. <laughs> oh, what? Wow. Oh, yeah. That's the one with, uh, oh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Amanda Bynes. Yes. The same thing oh. where she poses as a guy to. Yeah. It's based on that. Uh, that's a Shakespeare thing. Um, it, it's it's yeah. obviously a modern oh, take right. on it. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yes. Not Taming the Shrew. Uh, Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. Ten, ten yeah. Things I Hate About You is Taming the Shrew. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of those. Anyway, like Othello is actually literally about Othello. Anyway. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break. Big thanks to RX Bar for supporting FilmSack today. They are made with a few simple, clean ingredients. Mmm, it's a whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients and no BS. No added sugar, no artificial colors, no flavors, no preservatives, none of that stuff. No fillers. It's all ingredients you know and love. For example, egg whites are the main source of its protein. Easy for your body to absorb. RX bars are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, no sugar added, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Mm. They come in 11 delicious flavors, whether you like sweet and savory or savory, or sweet and savory, chocolate, fruit flavors, whatever. There's an RX bar for you. Real food ingredients actually taste really good, and you can actually taste the cocoa, the real fruit, the spices, like salt. Mmm, sea salt, in fact. Ideal for breakfast, snack on the go. Throw it in your bag when you're getting on a plane or going to the gym. Put it in your backpack for a bike ride. Whatever. I really like them a lot. They taste really great. I like any of them with the blueberry. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Blueberry is my favorite flavor. That's my favorite real fruit. And that's what's in this is real blueberry fruit. Here's what I want you to do. Get 25% off your first order of RX Bar stuff by going to rxbar.com slash filmsack. That's rxbar.com slash filmsack. And use the promo code filmsack. That's rxbar.com slash filmsack and the promo code filmsack for 25% off your first order. Go get them. I have some clips here from the film Can't Buy Me Love, and uh, they 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 come fast and quick, so be ready. Here they come. Here's one. I'm trying to find my list. Here it is. Here's uh, the thing you can't say now. This is supposed to be the biggest year of our lives. The prom, parties, homecoming. We're supposed to have memories. Memories? We'll have plenty of memories. Yearbook committee, video parlor, card games on Saturday nights. for retards. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Jeez. Did, yeah. did you mean it? Didn't did, mean it that way. Yeah. What? What did you mean then? Wait, are you saying? <laughs> that made no sense then. It makes no sense now. That's a right. dumb line. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of lines like this. Sorry. I didn't mean to imply anything. <laughs> that you are. Yeah. Uh, you are stupid. the R words. Malachi. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Here is uh, Colonel Potter's cheating son-in-law. All right. So here's him. Clean that. Oh, thank you, son. You know. Anytime you want to borrow this little beauty for a night on the town, it's yours. Okay, Dan. Then he towel snaps him in the face. God, that was... <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Getting a fight with your teenage son. Right I love the stereotype, too, that this is my dad that grew up in the 50s, and he's out listening to 50s music cleaning his 50s-era car. It's just weird. Yeah, very weird. All right, here's... Uh, okay, uh, this guy's the creeper. This is the dirty guy that picked up her mom. 
Oh, I see you met my little baby. Baby? I thought she was your little sister. Ugh. Gross! <laughs> That's foul. That guy's foul. So Effective. Uh, I don't know what this says. Back to school. I don't know what this is, so I'll just play it. You got any back to school parties lined up? Oh, I just spelled yeah. it wrong. I wrote, I wrote back to scoopa rights. That's right. <laughs> that was a weird any back to school parties as a, as a kid. Like, all right, first day of school, let's plan some back to school parties. Yeah. The only back to school parties I had were the ones my mom threw. We're going to have a back to school party Friday <laughs> for me because I'm going to drink. It's no. going to be great. <laughs> no, we did a uh, school's out parties. Never a, oh, yay, we're back to school. Like that's, that was not a happy time. You don't want to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Schools are lame. Kind of like cards with here's the here's the big word. Cards with the tarts. Oh, another another thing yeah. he'll say today. Yeah, no Forgot about that one. That's I wonder if Seth Green. Yeah, I wonder if Seth Green, uh, yeah, yeah, Green. Green apologized for that later. All I'm right. going to demand he apologizes that yeah, for on he's Twitter. Just, he's just given a you know he was given a script. He followed the script. And yeah. also <laughs> that that word was having a moment. Like it was it was really something that everybody was saying as an insult all the time for this brief period, mm-hmm. and then it kind of settled down. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right so, about that. So here's good. here's his terrible laugh, but I'm going to keep this clip forever. Here it is. Jeez, <laughs> oh. isn't that awful? Yeah. Oh, he it really turned bad. into an yeah, he turned into a dolphin. It, it right. feels that's, like a, that's like what a, he did right before he went to the preschool jam session at Julie's. <laughs> yeah. It's like a really expensive Italian sports car uh, key fob. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my new ringtone. Sure enough. Wow, you're right. Where I can't remember where I park car, park the car. Oh, but push your button. Oh, there it is over there in the back. Okay, we found That's it. Amazing. What a, what a different time was it? Was it the late '80s? Did we still sit at the table and mom would tell us to put away our reading material to eat yes. dinner? Was it? Is yes. that, yeah, did you still that, do that then? I identified with that. Yes. So did I. Yeah. It and, still and happens my parents, now. And my parents were always trying to get me to talk at dinner, like to tell yeah. them. What I what I was studying or what you know I thought was interesting in the world like mm-hmm. that I had to entertain them while they ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rain, put down your Merlin. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> put down your ColecoVision uh, uh, football head-to-head green dot game is what they tell me. Oh my god, I I still have that game. The I mean, great. I have it right here, dude. The game's great. It's great. Put put yeah, I was gonna say put like mine took like four triple A's or something. It was awful. It it wasn't great. It was the only option. I know, but that's what made it great. It's all we had. And it was shit because the minute you knew the pattern, yeah, then there was no game to win. It was just throw the ball. There's no there's no little pixelized Bill Belichick on that in that game. There's you're not gonna find that. No. No. Nobody finds it. Nobody puts pixelized Bill Belichick in the corner. Uh, here's, here's what you do when anything goes wrong in your life. Don't worry. It's only wine. Just rub some salt on it. It'll come out. Okay. Jeez. (laughs) For somebody who drinks wine the entire movie, he sure wrote nothing about wine. Right. It's from Heloise there. (laughs) Yeah. Club soda, people. Club soda. Club soda. Uh, here's a good line. Who's the dick with ears? Who's the dick with ears? (laughs) Patrick Dempsey with ears. Yeah. That was him. He did play nerd and then turn into kind of good-looking teenage kid pretty well. Like, he he did the yeah. role pretty good. Like, when yeah. I first saw it, I went, oh, my gosh, what a gangly goober. And then by the middle, I'm <laughs> like, oh. Goober. I'm like, oh, he cleans up all right. He looks okay. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the grossest moment for me in the movie was when she, Cindy's outside and she grabs something out of her bag and she puts some kind of 
dapper Dan and his hair oh, yeah, to yeah, fix yeah. him up. I don't know where she pulled that from, but it was gross. Mm. It was all congealed and everything. It was not good. Yeah, What's product? Yeah, where did she get LA, LA looks, baby. LA looks. Yeah. Where'd she get it from, though? Where'd she pull that out of? She had her purse. Her bag. Yeah, she, had it in her, she had it on her. All right. Girls carried around moose back then. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Was it, was it moose? Mm-hmm. It was moose. Yeah. I like moose. People are into moose. They like the, I like the dispenser for moose. I always felt like squirting it all over the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have LA looks? Yeah. That kind of stuff? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. My sister's did. I didn't. I had I had I had a mullet that worked on its own. I didn't. Need <laughs> I didn't need anything special to make that thing fly. Uh, here's uh, I don't know what this. Oh, that's a song. Never mind. Skipping ahead. Here we go. Is it is it Rico Suave? No, but there is <laughs> there is this. Aren't you in the wrong section? Losers are to the left. Then I guess you'll be making a right. That's the asshole section. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Totally got him. Totally got him. Totally got him. We 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 talked about Rico Suave already, right? Sure. No. Okay. No, we have on the show. We have sure. You mean because the guy the guy who played Ricky in this movie was is was Gerardo? Mm -hmm. What? The the person who made the song Rico Rico Suave? Suave? No, I didn't know that. Really? No. Really? No, it is. Yeah, that's oh, the okay. guy. So pulled, I didn't see that what at all. The, you've got that song. What was Beat it from? Barrio. That's the one. Exactly. It's like the Batman song. You need no lyrics. It's just. I have a I have a clip of that someplace. Ah, I used to play it all the time. Yeah, but what's what was the uh, this was it Breaking Two or something? That's not it. That's definitely not it. No. Oh, he was in Colors. Colors, colors, Predator Two, and me barrio. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. <laughs> yes, and it was. I didn't know that was him. That's too funny. All right, great, good catch there, Randy. Yeah, no yeah. Wait, maybe I do have it. No. no. <laughs> do a search for funnier. Predator Two. It's funny you're waiting to find out if you ever. Look get who's it. got the front seats <laughs> of the Mexican hat dance now. That's not it. All of the people we encounter expect to be treated with dignity and respect. Mexicans you have a whole board no called Rico, don't you? I don't have anything. <laughs> Do look for Predator. Okay. Okay, Predator. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Predator, right? Predator. Yep. That's all I got. Oh, bummer. The sound of a Predator. Yeah. Well, that's okay because I have this clip, which is uh, uh, the uh, uh, Something Stinks in Suburbia. Check it out. Something Stinks in Suburbia. That's a pretty good clip. We'll hang on to that one. Uh, Here's the, the, I think you got this backwards. So I'm going to just play it. This is the nerd kid at one of their little nerd parties, and he's upset because somebody didn't bring something yet. So here you go. The least he could have done is drop off the dip and chips. You don't say dip before chips. (laughs) The dip and chips. You say (laughs) chips before dip. Right. That's it's just alphabetical, right? It's, you you pick up the chip first, yes. and then you put in the dip. You don't think of the dip first, right? It's canonical too. This is how we've done it for decades. You don't suddenly right. change it to the dip and chips. Oh my gosh! You don't say pepper and salt. No, <laughs> no, That's you a, don't. There's actually, I I I read this whole blog post about the term for that thing that gets wired in all our brains. Mm. Yeah, and I forgot. I'm forgetting the term, and I can't find it. And it's a great term for. When you say when you come up to someone and say, "Hey, would you pass me the pepper and salt?" That it gives them discomfort. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Biggie Small song isn't bullshit and party. It's party and bullshit. <laughs> That's kind of a kind of a stretch, but yeah, you're you're in the same ballpark as what we're talking about. All right. Uh, uh, What's another one? It's not um it's not uh uh it's pebble no, hold on. It's not um Bam Bam and Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> no. That wasn't where I was going. It's uh, not the and Hardcastle. And, well, it's not Knuckles and Sonic, it's Sonic and Knuckles. It's not Lacey right. and Cagney. Right. Lacey and go. Cagney. There you go. These are better. I can't do it. Was... Gentlemen and ladies. Yes. Please See? take your seats. <laughs> Hutch and Starsky. Hutch you and... home and watch some of the Hutch and Starsky? See, and that sounds wrong. It sounds so wrong. <laughs> oh. All right. Here's something he also said. The cold brew is just not the same. The cold brew is not... They're drinking root beer. Come on. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. There was a couple of root beer jokes. Yeah. yeah. A&W, you got some A&W? Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the gross girl. Thanks, Ronnie. Looking rather tasty yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do we say people are tasty anymore? Do we still still use that? Is that no, a thing? No, no, no. Okay. The, the answer the is real, no. Ever the realistic rewrite of this movie has Ronnie falling deeply in love with one of the girls that he dates right after her, mm-hmm. and uh, she ends up getting pregnant. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. I like That's the that realistic story. rewrite. Yeah, they ride off on the mower with a with a baby bump. <laughs> <laughs> They remade this movie during the uh, during the 2000s, right? Called Good yeah. Burger. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't Good Burger. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why, why? Why do you keep comparing it to Good Burger? I, I'm missing something. <laughs> because yeah. because Ke- because Keenan he he wrecks his uh, he wrecks his mom's car and has to get a job or find some way to get money and sells his soul to to do just that because his friend has the money and so it's all all of that stuff. Can't buy can't buy Keenan. A burger. You can't buy Keenan a burger. Here's the funny thing: is this movie was originally titled "Boy Rents Girl." Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the studio said you can't do that because it's something it's else. called prostitution. You yeah, can't do that. and then in yeah. 2003 they remade it. It starred Nick Cannon and Christina Mil- Milan or Milane Milan, I guess Million, Milan. whatever. And it was called "Love Don't Cost a Thing." Which is oh. the way I say it is we don't have to pay for the Beatles song is what that means. So. Right. right. Yeah, we just have right. to pay J Lo money. Right. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Much easier. <laughs> oh, is that a J Lo song? I didn't it's know. It's a J Lo song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's Jenny from the block. She should know. She is. Uh that's here, how she got all that fiat money. That's right. Here's the here's the uh I wrote he's the worst, whatever that means. Don't be shifty with the boys. This car's perfect. Complete with plush blanket. That's strategy, my man. All right. No, that's the MB Mario. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was going to actually compare this film to Superbad. I feel like Superbad borrows a bunch of stuff. Sure. From the movie, sure. but ma- mainly the whole thing where you have a total geek who wants to get laid. But in so, that case, then, then you could say, "What's his name? What's his name in her Anthony playlist?" Michael Hall. Yeah, but well, like any of these, you know what? Every oh, teenage movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nora, Nick and Nora playlist. Or yeah, Nick and called. Nora's pl- infinite playlist is this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The one, the John Hughes movie with Eric Stoltz and short hair girl. Um, mm-hmm. Some kind of wonderful. some kind of wonderful is this movie. Like they're all this movie. Everything's this movie. And this movie yep. was already all the other movies that it was like when did, it was made. Did any of you ever know a total looking geek who cleaned up and turned into a hunk? Like, did you actually ever know this trope in um, real life? Like, I'm just, like I'm sitting school. right here. I'm right here. Bro. <laughs> right, right. I can hear you talk. I can hear you. No, I, I honestly know. I don't know anyone like that. Yeah. My senior year, I lost a whole bunch of weight. 
Well, yeah, but okay. you and lost then, a bunch here and, recently. And I, I think stopped, you're good. And look. I stopped wearing my I stopped wearing my glasses, but I was, certainly would not say I was handsome. But I would say I tried. I found it. Here it is. This is that song. We're gonna hear a taste of it. Well, this is totally him. Rico. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is some shit. <laughs> Plush it was blanket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it had a really good beat for like dance club at the time sure it did sure it did. i know i understand there's a lot of that stuff that i look back on and we're talking about what like 91 91 yeah 90 91 something like that mm-hmm. right oh, right after wow. this right after this movie the, yeah. he, he would get right yeah. on that song for sure this and freaking uh, vanilla ice Freak. Uh, here's your clip of oh I want to know what you guys think he says here so I'm going to play it and I like these where we have mystery lines so here's here's something he says don't be shifty with the boys what don't Don't be shifty shifty with the boys boys. don't be shifty with the boys let me try it again don't be shifty with the boys okay okay boys boys (laughs) what accent is that where's he from he's from Lispoania Well done. Oh, you kill me. That was really oh, good. Rest in peace, me. And that came right out, dude. Well done. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. Here's Seth Green, very young. What we have here is something I just learned called the law of supply and demand. I shall supply you this remote control, but I'm going to demand, say, uh, two bucks. Wrong. That is not how the economic theory works. Look, I learned it in seventh grade, not Harvard. Harvard? Harvard. Peter Griffin there He's at the end. 64-year-old Jew. Have it. Have it. I didn't go to have it. All right. Shut up, Chuck. Shut up, Chuck. In seventh grade? Yeah, he's supposed to be a seventh grader. Jeez. And he was of age. Like, he was uh, He's born in 74, so he'd have been... Maybe 13, 12 or 13. Yeah, he's late. he was late on the puberty train, looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't just late. Like, the train had left... Right. And he had to camp Hold on up, the, guys. the tracks. Hold up, you guys. <laughs> Wait for me. Yeah. I uh, would have guessed. Yeah. I, I seriously would have guessed he was 10 years old. Yeah. He seemed a lot. He's laughing at us all with his robot chicken money. So. Oh, yeah. That's right. No, he's that's got right. plenty of robot chicken money and other money for that matter. Money. Hell, his uh, repeats Buffy of Buffy story, forever. Right? Yeah. If that thing repeats yeah. forever on other channels, he'll just keep making money. Uh, shut up, Chuck, is this. Shut up, Chuck. I just like the way it was said. <laughs> And then uh, here's something about prostitutes. Then that makes you a prostitute. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then that yeah, makes you a prostitute. That was coming. Yeah. Brett, so may, coming. Brett may have mouthed that line, but I wonder who actually said it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he didn't do a very good job of even mouthing it, honestly. Right. The guy was Well, it's, it's tough because they were supposed to be at a party scene, right? So there's a lot of people and they're supposed to be talking out loud. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened there, but it failed. Yeah. Now, as yeah. the as the screen was closing and as they were leaving and as the movie was, was rounding itself up, this line I still think is really inexplicable. I don't understand why it was in it, but here it is. Pissed blood! Okay. All right. <laughs> Never understand it, but hey, whatever. You're yeah. making a movie. You do what you got to do. Here's uh, the checklist. Uh, nerds, check. Popular kids, check. Riding lawnmower, check. Snapper. Hey, uh, was it a Snapper brand? Was that the deal? Yeah, Snapper. Mm, my dad liked Snapper. Not a Toro. Yeah. Toro, Toros were... You couldn't afford that Toro money. Yeah, the Toros were expensive. My dad, my mower when I was a kid was one of those push ones. It wasn't even a, a gas oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sucked. Oh, my gosh, it sucked. 
Yeah, and I I always wanted a John Deere, so I I also had a lawn mowing business, but it was mostly you used the lawn mower that belonged to the people whose house lawn you were mowing. You you mm-hmm. they had a mower, you used it. Yeah, like, they you didn't just drive it drive it around town mowing people's right. lawns. <laughs> yeah, like, it's ridiculous. The, the, but anyway, I always wanted my dad to get a John Deere because that was the thing. A John Deere oh, was yeah. the Cadillac of riding lawnmowers, yep. and my dad finally got a riding lawnmower, and it was a total like walmart house brand i don't I didn't even have a brand name or randy <laughs> yeah better than me i never had a riding loan i've never even been on one i don't even know what it feels like so oh, really? now yeah, they got now cool. they got the zero turn huskavarians and all these this is it's sweet if you want to cut grass today is the day to do it they should do electrics <laughs> why aren't those electrics they should be they shouldn't be gas they anyway. should be robots right yeah yeah well, that's the other thing yeah, a, roomba one of the roomba lawnmowers yeah I, yeah, but I have an electric uh, with uh, it's it's battery powered. You just charge it up, and uh, we have a small yard, so we can do it like that. It's good. That sounds alright. Oh, I have an electric blower. That that works. Yeah, it's not what you guys think it is at home. Everyone thinks it's <laughs> some kind of weird toy. Um, all right, hey, uh, Star Trek connections. Randy Firm Feemster uh, was a camera operator. And he was also that in uh, uh, Star Trek: First Contact. And then Amirin Steiner was a music recordist. Whatever that is. Uh, was also a musical score engineer, mixer, and recordist for Star Trek uh, VI, The Undiscovered Country, and the third and fourth season of Next Generation. Uh, those literally are only Star Trek con- uh, people. There are no actors or anyone who did anything. And it's Trek. really surprising because I was thinking, sur- surely, like, between Courtney Gaines and Seth Green, and like, surely one of these guys got into Star Trek, but nope. None not even them. once. Not even oh. once. Just Wesley Crusher. Wesley! Uh, here's your soundtrack, right? I give it a WM for weird mix. I think there were some moments where I was like, oh, yeah, dude, freaking Billy Idol, let's do this. And then there were times I was like, that is a cover of a shitty song. So, yeah, it was kind of up and down on the music. It was, it was fine. Yeah. The actual the actual score was really yeah. maudlin and weird. It sounded yeah, like an after school It was like the thing. score from another movie that was more of a straight romance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. when they or a movie of the week, like a like a Hallmark movie of the week kind of soundtrack. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or after school special kind of deal. Yes. Something right. like that. Well, but like if you if you look at Robert Folk is the composer who did the scoring for this movie. Mm-hmm. He he did like Never Ending Story two, and you could kind of get oh I see like the influence there. Oh, it's such a bad film. movie. You guys ever seen two? It is. It's a really. Oh, no, I saw two. Two is poo, but one is good. Poo. Haven't poo, seen poo, poo, either of them. Oh, you should see the first what? one. Film sack first yep, one. That was the movie that passed me by. We got a film sack that first one. Yeah, so that's. I've had opportunities since we started film sack, and I've put them off because I knew eventually we were going to film sack it. So yeah, we got to do that. Atreyu. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Twitter post. My horse. This is where you guys in 140 characters. I don't. I don't have time to watch a never-ending story. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, it never ends. It never ends. Uh, you guys no, have to, I did like that movie because of what happened to the horse. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah, the horse good. and the freaking the rock guy. Remember the rock creature? He was cool. It I looked him. like strong hands. Yeah, he's cool. Oh, anyway, we got to watch that. Second one. Right. F, F the second one. Uh, 124, uh, 124 characters. Look at the Twitter change their policy. 140 <laughs> characters <laughs> or less. Edit. Let's uh, start as we often do with Randy. Can't buy me love. Finally. A movie that realistically depicts teenagers' worries, their use of their free time, and their access to their parents' lines of credit. <laughs> nice. What was the one card she used? Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus. We didn't have yes. that out here, so I never. That was always a Hollywood thing for me. Never heard of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Apparently, you can buy or can't buy suede leather 
there at the Neiman Markets because she should have been able to do it. Yeah. Also, you can't buy love. Nope. So. No. That's true. No. Uh, next up, Dunaway. Can't buy me love. Like, take a look at my forehead. Do you see a sign on my head that says, good 80s movie? High fives and woos. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, there's a lot of high fiving in this movie. That was dumb. I hated when she said that. Do you see information on my forehead? And then she's like all high fiving and woo, and I'm like, what is? It was stupid. Oh, right. No, they weren't high fiving though. They were touching index fingers. It was gross. Oh, that's true. Oh, right. I don't see info on your head. I see zits. You weird teenager, get out of here. (laughs) Uh, Finally, Ibit. Can't buy me love. What color are your parachute pants? (laughs) Ah. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Mm. All right. Well, well done, if everybody. If they belong to the jock guy, they're probably brown. Probably brown. Oh, look at this. The uh, the uh, alternative title, uh, this was almost called Can't Find My Glove or <laughs> Plant Guy Me Shove. I couldn't come up with a second one, so that's all you're going to get. <laughs> Plant Guy Me Shove. Uh, email from Adam from Yesplanty, Michigan. I don't know how you spell Ooh. that or pronounce that. It's Y-P... S-I-L-A-N-T-I. How would you say that? Ypsilanti. Oh, Ypsilanti. So you say Ip. Okay. I don't know. I'm. I'm... You're probably right. <laughs> You're a world traveler. You understand these things. <laughs> sure. He says, hey, gang, listen to the episode 349 and thought the werewolf talk was interesting. This is actually 349. He must be thinking of 348. Anyway, when I was a child, I saw Silver Bullet. It was one of the first horror movies I ever saw yes. and probably was way too young for it. I felt... Or never felt so terrified about the concept of a human turning into a werewolf. The imagery also left me with an unforgettable memory, such as the werewolf staring at the kids inside the cabin through the window and then busting in through the wall. Even now as an adult, I still get that scare from my childhood when I see a werewolf in a film. They definitely are the most scary for me. Thanks, Film Sack. Adam. Uh, yeah. Head back to episode 174 for the one about the silver bullet, which I loved and a petitioned... Even and we had to watch it on YouTube, didn't yeah, we? I remember that. It yeah. wasn't oh, good. That's right. You yeah. really pushed yeah. for the the transfer was bad there, but we still did it. Yeah. And um, I don't remember what we thought of it. I'm sure we probably thought it was. I loved it because I was the same way as our our, our emailer. I I it just meant it, it was impactful. Why do I always think Silver Bullet is the train movie with Chevy Chase in it? Because it's called the other Silver, Silver Street. Bullet. Silver, Silver Street. Richard Pryor. Yeah. That's Richard Pryor, though. Oh, it's not even. <laughs> It's not even Chevy Chase. I've really got that jacked up in my memory. I can't get that right. Uh, all comedians look alike to you, don't they? They Scott? do. They're all the same. It's racist. <laughs> it's comedist. Um, anyway, thank you for the email, and uh, we agree. Werewolves can be uh, scary if you're not, uh, if you're, especially if you're a kid. And by the way, I've said this on TMS, and I'll just bring it up here. I went to the It showing last week. Really enjoyed yes, it. It is. Yes, yes. It was. And Dunaway and I have talked about this. It is like. Uh, this this version of it is like Stand by Me, Stranger Things, um, a little ET thrown in there. They they did a great job of the kid side of it, which the the book is big on. And they and the, and you always worry with Stephen King books; they just focus on the horror and forget about the relationships or the character development. And in this case, they didn't. And they also hired some really great kid actors. So yeah. I highly recommend it. But don't take your five year old. And don't we're seeing it today. Yeah, you and should don't see get it. your expectations up, okay? Like the the beauty of the film is that it's riddled with comic relief. Yeah, and and so if your expectations are really high on the scare and you know like how you're gonna feel, you you might not get the point of it, which is these kids are funny. 
Like yeah. they're just they're fun. They're being kids like kids should be. It reminds they're me it really club. it really is like rated R uh um stranger things is what it feels like to me. It's not, and let it's, me tell you, there's yeah. some disturbing visual elements that yes, are really yes, effective. For sure. Yeah, no, yeah. no, for, no doubt about it. But but Randy's right. Like this is not just horror movie USA here. This is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. some horror elements done well, some creepy stuff, some good jumps, and all that. Um, but it's mostly about these kids and their journey, and they're really good. And 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 the thing to watch for everybody who's going to go see this movie is the one the Jewish kid, uh, Stan. Is uh-huh. the spitting <laughs> spitting image of oh who played Batman in 08, or uh, not Batman um the Joker yeah uh, Heath Ledger yeah Heath Ledger oh. he is like oh, really? Ju- Heath Ledger Ledger Jr. in a striking way it is un- wow. it's re- it's all I can think about every time he was on screen but anyway and this kid this kid already has twelve credits on IMDb yeah. I looked him up his name is Wyatt Olaf yeah it's remarkable and he's not even one of the three leads the three leads are the girl the fat kid and the lead. Yeah, and well, sort of. I, I think the other skinny, the 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 kid who played Mike on Stranger Things is, I'd call him a lead. What was his name? Whatever. Oh, absolutely, Richie. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely a lead. But I'd say it was those four. I think that's that's fair. The main Wait, kid, the, the stuttering kid, pff, great actor, blew my mind. Thought he was great. <laughs> yeah, they were all really good. And, but yeah. but like I say, go, go make sure you're seeing it at a time when there's a crowd that'll be laughing with you because it just it's one of those things where. You get so frustrated and scared, and then there's a moment of levity, and it's 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 wonderful. It's mm-hmm. a good feeling. It really is. I, but you'll have to report back. I think you're going to like yeah, it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Will. Uh, don't take your five year olds, everybody. That's all I'm saying. There was a ton of them at our screening, and they all ran out. They were they were either crying or running out with their parents. I don't know what people thought. You don't be dummies. Don't be dumb. Where do you live? This is like, this is a hard R, folks. I agree. Hard R, like. <laughs> you want to hear these kids? I mean, there's no nudity, but if you want to hear these kids swear and cuss up a storm and you want to hear uh, or you want to see some pretty disturbing images like that kid I mentioned, Stan, there's a moment where I'll just say his face is involved that is really shocking. Like, it's hard to see. And if a kid sees that, they're not going to forget it. It's the way kids' brains work. And everybody who's been emailing me go, listen, I don't think you know what's right for every parent. They can make their... I know they can. I'm just saying they're shitty at this. <laughs> I'm just saying it's bad parenting. That's you, all I'm saying. <laughs> you say there, you say there's no nudity, but there's worse. Sophia Lillis, who plays the girl in this movie, was 14, 15 making the film, and she's playing a 14 or 15-year-old, and she's depicted as being sexually assaulted by her dad. Well, and it, it is it is as adult a theme no, as I they complete, come. I completely agree. They don't they don't have it that all of that story is either implied from the past implied, or right. or there's kind of an attack moment that that goes south for him but but there's some pretty but, severe there's some pretty severe moments of just flat out bullying that could be disturbing. I completely agree. Well. All of that stuff huh. including especially I told Kim as we walked I said you know the most actual horrifying in a horror movie horrifying moment for me was anything to do with that dad. Like he just yeah, gave yeah. me the freaking willies. All the implications of that just really upset me. And it's and it's an adult it's a very adult take on a very adult book. So don't take your 5-year-olds. I, you, I don't, say, you don't know who I'm taking. You don't know I what say, I... I would say don't take don't take teenagers who are as old as the kids in the movie. Like you need to be older than these people yeah. to go see this movie. I mean, a, a lot of the arguments have been. I've had one guy who rage quit TMS because I suggested that that uh, that 
son, or that pa- this is bad parenting to take a five-year-old. And they're like, well, I don't think you have any right to tell your parent what to do. And I, and I agree. I don't. All I'm saying, I'm not saying you should do or not do anything. I'm saying if you do, you're a shitty parent for taking them. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you can't. I'm not stopping I'm not you, blocking you. What you. To do. I'm just it's judging you for I'm judging you, you for doing exactly. it. That's exactly right. There is such a big difference between a dictator and a judge. Yeah, I'm judging you. <laughs> and none of what I say is legally binding. So take your five-year-olds all you want. But if you want to have a kid who can't sleep for the next six years or has got Ever. like permanent you know, uh, uh, anxiety about something because you showed him this thing at six, be my guest. It doesn't make you any less hey. of a shitty parent. How, how's, this for, how's this for relating it to you? I was five. My mom took me to the drive-in. She didn't think I was watching, but she took me to see The Exorcist. Now, she didn't oh. necessarily take me to see The Exorcist, oh, but she took me with her to see The Exorcist. Yeah. She put well, you I was in asleep. The, put you in and the backseat. Yeah. And, I, and I, have, I have had issues with that movie and those themes my entire life. Of course yeah. you have, just like I have with that one I saw when I was seven with the, with, um, the boulders. Monica. Oh, yeah, the boulders. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But also the one where Monica and, and Ross's dad, I can't think of his name, Le- who's Le- the Le- actor. Yeah. Le- who's the actor that played that? Um, Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould uh, chops that lady's off with a broken fish tank, chops her head off. I will never forget that. And I was seven, and I've seen it since, and it's dumb it's so dumb now but when you're six when you're five when you're seven these things burn into you you're not done developing these are real to you these aren't you don't think about the sets and the actors and the other things you've seen them in you think about everything else so i couldn't watch mash or any other movie for years and years and years even as a young adult because elliot gould was in stuff and to me he was the guy that chopped the lady's head off like if you 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 can say all you want that well some kids can handle more you don't know jack shit about childhood development. <laughs> in, in this in this movie, in this movie, when we finally get to the part where we get to see uh, p- the full extent of Pennywise's teeth, I actually laughed out loud yeah, because ridiculous. because I'm an old man, right? And I've I've I'm no longer uh, you know I no longer see something like this, and it scares me. It's just stupid. Yeah, but. If you were five, you'd have night terrors for the next six months. Those teeth, I would have never been able to forget the teeth thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, if you would would fixate on it, anytime you'd see anything like it, you'd be reminded of it. Never go to the dentist. Yeah, yeah. all that. So I hope that guy that that quit Rage Quit TMS is like making like maybe a second thought. Like maybe I should listen to Film Sack today. (laughs) I hope he's. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. What is that? Where does that come from? I know I'm going way afield here, but where does that come from? That that urge to stop people from advising others. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of, of people not telling other people how to live. Like I'm, right. I'm pro that a hundred percent. You, you, if you want to, whatever it is, whether you're talking about some serious social issue, like, you know, gay marriage or something, I don't have any right to tell anybody what to do at all. I absolutely don't. But all I'm saying is, you're bad at parenting if you're letting your five-year-old sit and watch a giant-faced clown eat a kid's face. Like, it's just right. not, you're doing a, him this a disservice. This is just one parent to another, right? I mean, it's well, not, yeah, I'm not telling you how I to just do wanna, things. I want to know where that thing comes from where the reaction is, no, how dare you uh, be a neighbor and a good friend to me with your pleasant advice it's probably it's probably because i'm not being it's probably because i'm not pleasant pleasant. it's probably because i'm not pleasant about it if i was more pleasant about it maybe they'd be less inclined because i get really that's what i think i get i I have a soft i have a a very uh, 
soft spot and and kind of hard line when it comes to kids and right. how they how they are treated when they're very young. And so when I, I see something like that, I I Do probably jump, guy, I jump the gun and get angry. I can't. Do you it. think this guy was was a parent? Because I know before I became a parent, I, my opinions on other people's opinions on parenting was a little different. I was kind of like, uh, you know, my, kids can play violent video games, and I still, for the most part, believe that. I think there's there's exposure. You need to kind of watch anything your kids are consuming uh, somewhat. At least you need to have a idea of what they're watching. Well, all I know uh, is when... In well, when I was younger, I didn't feel that way. In 1998, was that the year that... uh, What year did the first Tomb Raider come out? Was it 96, 98, whatever it was? Right, right. My daughter was very young, and I would play that game, and she wasn't playing it with me or anything, but she'd see me playing it. And this is old Tomb Raider, like ugly poly- polygonal garbage mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. Yeah. And she would say, Daddy, 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 please don't play the scary game with the lady in it. <laughs> don't play the scary game with the lady in it. And I'd say... It's those dogs. It's those vamp- those uh, zombie dogs. Yeah, yeah, or whatever those things, those mm-hmm. dinosaurs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, it's just Tomb Raider, like... Like big deal, but it is a big deal because she's young and impressionable. Like uh, Jurassic Park, the idea of Jurassic Park, not even have seen it, seen it was enough for her to be scared of it. You just have to do right by your kids, or else if you just go, "Oh, you can't tell me what to do." My five year old can handle anything. Get in here, bar, watching Porky's. Woo! Like watching Porky's. I'm punching you now too. I'm punching my child. Yeah, and we're watching Porky's because my kid can handle it. Now, for those who just are now just saying, oh, you can't equate child abuse with this. We're not saying. We're just giving an extreme example. Don't rage. Like qu- don't rage quit us. I like how we've totally went off the the rails. <laughs> I get, I get passionate about this topic. I can't. Help. Yeah, I love like it. what love I, I, I'm coming around to. What are we doing when we're podcasting? You know, like we're uh, and and you know the podcast awards a couple of weeks ago. There were plenty of speeches made uh, that were trying to answer the question: What are we doing when we're podcasting? We're we're sharing our lives. We're sharing our thoughts and opinions, and we're you know giving people a place where they can consider other opinions and think about what we're thinking about, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it and just like. What what is this weird solipsistic place you're in if you don't want anybody to tell you but how to maybe, maybe do a better job as a parent? Do you, do you think we're a little more sensitive now with social media because we have so many people telling us how to live? It, it, are we a little bit? Well, maybe a, a portion of the population might be, but, you know, whatever. Right. It's, it's the same old story of political correctness or whatever you want to call it. When somebody thinks somebody else is saying something that offends them then they get upset about it. And what offends me is exposing your kids to things that, you know, are going to hurt them <laughs> later. And, and, th- and in that case, I'm, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll take heat for it from everybody who thinks what I'm saying is trying to tell them how to live their lives. What they're doing is reacting out of, well, anyway, if you, my, my thinking is sometimes that reaction comes out of a sense of don't tell me what to do. And I get that. I right, totally right, right. get that. And you know what? You can have that attitude. It's not a problem have it but i can still have mine (laughs) which is you suck at this so and it's it's okay for there to be things that you do tell people to do right like uh, the extreme example is don't step out in the street right now you're going to get hit by a bus right so like you have that you don't know me (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i'm saying Like, (laughs) like, like giving people advice about how to not injure their children for life is close to that end of the scale Mm -hmm. right 
Yeah. But, plus, you know, plus, as young parents, we're very sensitive to people telling us how to raise our kids. Where it's, 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 I understand. I, that. I don't know if it's something natural, but it's, it's probably something. I, natural I understand that too, and it's probably a natural instinct. It's a protective thing. I totally get it, and I understand the, the reaction. I have my own about whatever things you know are hangups for me. But the thing, the difference here is, if I see a six-year-old downing a bottle of scotch, I would like to intervene or at least say something to that parent. If I see Brian Ibbett downing a bottle of scotch, I'm not going to say anything because he's an adult and can make adult damn decisions. <laughs> no, I have more trouble with seeing six-year-olds drinking energy drinks than I do scotch. For some reason, I'm like, scotch, that's fine. He'll be asleep in a minute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> energy drinks. That kid's going to have a heart attack at 22. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really good point. Uh, all right. By the way, happy, I want to say a, a public congratulations to Patrick uh, Bejar mm. real quick because it's finally out. Randy and I have known this for a long time. Uh, but he is, uh, they're pregnant. They're having a baby. Oh, cool. Patrick's Patrick pregnant? Yeah. His, well, his wife, Sonja. Yeah, Sonja is pregnant. Well, yeah. She will be having a, a child. I think she's due in January. And he finally, <laughs> I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds because he actually announced it in French and I translated it and it looks like he's announced that he's a dad. So unless <laughs> Google Translate is wrong, uh, who knows? But I'm very excited for them. I could not be more stoked for them to have a little kid and not take him to horror movies when he's five. Yeah. to get either a pink a little pink or a little blue scarf oh oh my gosh dude that's a great idea yeah that, we got to do that we'll come up with some kind of little joint thing from the frog pants u.s crew and we'll send it to them anyway uh congratulations patrick and sonia on your expected little one uh our next film sack film is i don't know what is the it? electric horseman oh the electric horseman starring <laughs> starring Yay. who redford Re fonda Fonda. Willie Nelson. And a horse. And, and a horse. <laughs> uh -huh. So for those not keeping track or keeping score, we were looking for a horse movie to shove into Brian Dunaway's face because he hates horse movies. And this is it. The electric It horse could movie. have been the horse whisperer, so it's got to be better than that. Yeah. Both starring uh, Robert Redford, funny enough. Yeah. yeah. And we're yeah. going to talk about this next week, but this arguably has the worst movie poster that's ever been made by a professional making a movie poster. Wow. It's so bad <laughs> mm. that you're not you're not going to believe it. Like if you're listening now and you're thinking, "Should I watch this movie and then do film sack next week?" Look at the poster and you will absolutely watch this movie and listen to film sack next week. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is actually going on there? I don't even know. Like we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. I didn't see this before. The worst movie poster ever made. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, we're talking about that. That's great. <laughs> there, there have been some. Looks like some alternate ones, but that one is special. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's the worst game of Twister I've ever seen. Next, <laughs> yep. Yep. Next, next week, man. Look for that. That's coming up. That's streaming on Netflix. So watch it and be prepared. Filmsack.com is the website you want to visit. That's where all these posts are and things you can communicate there. Talk on the blog. Tell us what you think about whatever. That'd be great. You can also email us at filmsack at gmail.com, just like Adam did from Michigan today. You can find us on Twitter at Filmsack and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us in great ways. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. You should have my house. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Severe. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.